Uh, so I, I, I don't know how to say this, so I'll try. Bear with me if you have children in the room. Earmuffs. Okay. So the breaking story is that a Democrat staffer on, the, uh, on a Senate hearing room floor filmed himself and another man, let's just say, enjoying each other's company quite a great deal. And there's video of it all over X. Everyone keeps posting the article because the video is out. And uh, everyone's like, well, unsurprising that it's a Maryland Democrat Senate staffer who uh, I will just just to, you know, so you understand, filmed he and another man enjoying each other's company quite a great deal on the Senate hearing floor. Uh, And that's the story we're leading with because it's Friday and uh, we're ready to laugh. But I do think it matters. Because we're going to be talking a lot about uh, January 6th and what's to come in 2024. And there are a lot of stories about how this is going to go down, uh, considering they just arrested or they're planning to arrest this journalist uh, on Tuesday, Steve Baker. So it's going to get pretty interesting. And that, uh, uh, you know, we, we do have Owen Schroer joining us, who uh, recently got out of prison over this stuff. So we're, we will get into all that. But before we get started, my friends, I got big news. Head over to thebestsongever.com. Buy the song. Click download. Your own price. It's 69 cents or you can give whatever you want. And when you do... You will get a promo code emailed to you. You must look in the file. There will be a unique code you can use to get 35% off any purchase or subscription at castbrew.com. So you're basically you're getting a deal. Look, 69 cents for the song, but you could end up saving 20, 30, 40 bucks. Hey, maybe you want to buy 100 bags of coffee. You end up saving yourself 35 bucks. Well, actually, that would be more than that. 100 bags of coffee. That's a lot of coffee. You're going to be saving yourself like hundreds of dollars. And if you subscribe with the code, you will retain that discount forever. Even if you end the subscription later and come back and restart, you will still get that 35% uh, discount. Here's the thing. Buy the song because this is our team up with The Daily Wire. This is Jeremy Boring and Michael Knowles' song. We made a modern version. In this, like it's, it's a modern version. It's like synth pop. You'll recognize it. And uh, the big news is we debuted at number one, top of the charts. This morning I wake up and they're like, hey, you're number one on iTunes. And I'm like, okay, that's great. We need to sell, you know, tens of thousands of these and uh, and then continue to smash our way into the music industry and tell these these uh, big wigs, fat cats and gatekeepers they can't do anything about it. I want to I let you guys in. on. I want to tell you something. I've pitched this numerous times saying, Jeremy, here, here's what happens with Jeremy Boring. They tell him 100 times the market rate to play a song one time was no good. We assume he offered one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to play one song one time. And they told him no. So instead, he spends the money to make a spoof song to ba- basically as an F.U. We team up with them doing a modern version for a similar reason, because when we put out our song, we got emails back from entertainment press saying, go F yourself. And I'm like, I'm very determined now to force our way into these charts so they have no choice but to write about it. But I want to tell you something else. Even though three of the four songs we've published have charted on Billboard, they go into my Wikipedia page and they remove the chart numbers to make it look like the songs are not successful. That's how dirty and driven these people are. So... Buy the song at thebestsongever.com and contribute your uh, might to get, uh, uh, help us, me, uh, Carter Banks, Jeremy Boring, and Michael Knowles. Give that middle finger and you'll get a, you'll get a discount. Smash the like button. Uh, subscribe to the show. Become a member at timcast.com to support us directly. We're going to have an awesome show. As I mentioned, uh, Owen Schroyer is joining us. It's great to be here. A lot better position that I'm in right now than I was a week ago. What's going on? Why? Well, a week ago, I was in prison, federal oh. prison. Well, okay then, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Right on. And uh, uh, do you want to just do a quick in- introduction? Well, sure. Uh, you know, I'm one of the most politically persecuted 
journalists in America. I don't think it's a stretch to say that. And I got out of prison last week for a speech crime. And the last time I was here on TimCast, we we were discussing this before we went live, how basically my case was going to be used as a precedent-setting case to go after other journalists, and now they are going after other journalists. There's another one that's going to be turning himself in on Tuesday, and I suspect there's going to be a lot more in 2024. So my case is eventually likely to get to the Supreme Court, and hopefully we can have success there to stop this political persecution of journalists in Biden's America. And... I'm sure we'll get into some of the details about uh, yeah, well, my, my case and everything definitely. else. We'll get into that later. But I would just say that I, I'll, I'll, I'll lead with this. There's something that I can't get over now. It's like an itch that can't be scratched. And, and I'm not somebody that censors myself. I don't censor myself. I, I'm not afraid to speak my heart. I'm not afraid to speak my mind. But just coming on this show, just doing the interviews I've done this week, just hosting my show over at InfoWars. Now, every time I go on air and every time I speak, there's something in the back of my head. Am I going to go to jail for this? Am I going to get arrested for this? Am I going to be incarcerated and tortured and thrown into solitary for this? And that's what it's like to grow up in a communist country. That's what it's like to grow up in an oppressive regime. And this is what it's like in America now. And, and it, it breaks my heart that this is the country that future Americans might grow up in. That's the thought that has to linger in the back of their mind like they're living in North Korea, that if they say something wrong, they have bad speak or a thought crime, they're going to be locked up. So hopefully we can stop this before it just gets totally out of control. Right on, man. Should be fun. Uh, Eric, July's back. What's what up, up, what's up, man? What's up, how you doing? I mean, I'm, I've, I've done This is my third show today, man. I'm feeling I good, know, right? Too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling good, though. Who are you? What do you do? Man, uh, you know, obviously everything's been crazy with uh, this whole Ripperverse thing, man. Blessed to be in a position that, that we're in uh, with this company and, and being able to talk about it freely, man. And, and um, you know, job opportunities we're creating. We talked a little bit about that this morning. You, you made, know, uh, you launched the comic book universe. Yeah. And it's, uh, again, multi I mean, we're on our third million dollar campaign here, wow. which is kind of insane. Um Again, I, I kind of still got to pinch myself every every day, kind of realizing that this is a real thing. This is happening. Uh, but, it, yeah, it shows this, it, it, there's a demand for it, man. But it does feel good to be be back here. I hadn't had a chance, been busy. But, uh, you know, it feels Yeah, we had you over on the Culture War this morning. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now we're going to talk news. Yeah. So thanks for hanging out. It should be fun course, as well. And, of course. of course, Luke is here. Hey, guys. My name's Luke Radowski of YouTube.com forward slash We Are Change. And we are bringing back Thug Life. <laughs> With, of course, the Tupac Machiavellian Illuminati t-shirt that I'm wearing right now that you could get on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. We probably all will be in the gulag, but we're all going to be together. If you want to support me, the best way to do that, thebestpoliticalshirts.com. Also, the best way to do some holiday shopping because you do. That's why I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm Ian Crossland blasting through your consciousness to say hello to you through the interwebs. Uh, and I wanted to clarify anyone that's buying the song, the best song ever, in order to get the coffee code, I believe you have to buy it from thebestsongever.com. Yes. Some people went to like Amazon Music or iTunes. They're like, where's the code? You got to buy it from thebestsongever.com if you want to get that 35% off your coffee. So do it there, bestsongever.com. Right. Yeah. So that's why I said go to thebestsongever.com. You buy it there. You buy it with the download button right there. Uh because that's 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 how you get it. And that's then what happens you is when you buy the song, you get the song and you get a folder that has a file with the code in it. So get it. And the code is good for two weeks and it's good on anything and everything. And you can subscribe to a coffee purchase. Let's say you do one bag per month. You're like, I'm going to subscribe to this coffee for one time. 
you get the discount forever. And when you put that song on, just take a sip of that coffee and realize how it's all connected. Right on. Serge is here. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Uh, excited for the Friday show. Let's get to Kay, it. It's kind of um, crazy. So. Here we are. Uh, this is this is the news. And um, Senate <laughs> staffer caught filming gay sex tape in Senate hearing room graphic. The image is blurred heavily. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not blurred all the over. whole image not just all, the whole Thank image is blurred yeah, yeah, yeah. not just the you know, not quite blurred enough <laughs> so uh they know who this guy is now his name is flying all over the place there's that wasn't everything flying all over the place dude the, wow, they, the daily the daily caller posted the video of it like it's that's it's everywhere on, it's everywhere sadly, on social media what was this, uh, guy? this this guy needs to get like i don't know man 20 years like, like, you know, we, we're talking about they want to lock up Enrique Tario. He wasn't even in D.C. Mm. on January 6th. And I'm like, this is a guy who probably broke so many laws. He's got to get locked up. It's not just him. It's it's two guys. And they're enjoying each other's company quite a great deal, if you know what I'm saying. I'm filming it in the Senate hearing room. I'm not like bullish on law on lawfare and warfare through law. But like at some point, you got to make a precedent. Don't do this kind of thing on the Senate hearing floor i just guys when i said 2024 was gonna be crazy i did not see this one coming i i thought it was gonna be like a journalist gets woken up at six in the morning and did they like not see this one coming you're just asking <laughs> you just got puns left and right tonight man did they come set, on set up a camera and then like go get in the middle of the room and get no, it on some or like one of the guys i guess has uh see you know he, everybody's getting mad at me because i'm on x and i'm like is the guy you're naming the dude being filmed or the dude doing the deed. T Tim right. really cares oh. about the details here. I just and want to I, point I, that out here. And I I'm do care. Him. I do care. So I, I did watch the video. <laughs> I, I absolutely, On slow motion. Uh, re rewind. Trying to back, figure out. Back and forth. And, and uh, you know, not that, that much, Luke. You know, you can calm down. I don't know what you were watching. <laughs> but uh, listen, I've seen videos of people br brutally murdered. I have watched people die in front of me. And, and well, that's probably hyperbolic. I've watched people die a great distance away from me from a height. I don't want to make it seem like I was standing in front of a guy who died. I've been shot at. So when this news breaks that a Democrat staffer, there's two guys and they're going at it. And then I see a bunch of people saying, this is the guy. I'm like, hold on. Is, is it, they said this guy filmed himself doing this thing. And I'm like, how do you know that's actually him? It was an because, older guy too, right? No, no, it's a young guy. It was a younger it's a guy? young guy. So here's, here's the issue. So I, so I half jokingly tweeted, but have seriously, uh, I'm not going to say exactly what I said because it was graphic, but I, I responded to Greg. Uh, I was at Greg Price, I think. I said, he said, here's the guy who did it. I said, is he the guy who's getting or the guy giving? And everyone's like, ha ha. Oh, I'm like, no, this matters because the dude, the dude doing the deed is wearing some kind of like head mounted camera. So you can't see his face. And the issue is if they've gotten information through other means outside of the video that the guy filming, which they said this guy filmed himself doing it, that's implying the guy whose face you can't see is doing it, and the guy whose face you can't see is not him. That means there's another identify, unidentified guy. And I'm like, the last thing I'm going to do is call a guy out on a show like this as having, you know, enjoyed another man's company in a, in a public building unless I know for sure that's the case. But wait a second. So there's a, so there's a couple interesting 
facts that you just laid out. So this person had a head-mounted camera deal? I think that's what it was. Hustle so then, on a GoPro. So, GoPro. <laughs> so, I mean, likely not the first time this individual has done it. Maybe in the building. Yep. But don't you need... You have to have a special pass to get access to that part of the building, too. So it yes. had to be another staffer of somebody well so, they, they could a, let him in a, a lot of people on social media are saying that this was the real insurrection that has oh. happened. I, 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 tweet, I tweeted insurrection <laughs> insurrection's and, trending i think right now also well um well. it and schumer saying erection inside of the erection is is trending as well i'm guessing these are not the first two men to um you know insert in the exit hole in the in any of the capitol buildings but they yeah. might be the first to film it Probably not even. At least the first time. If you're filming it, you kind of want to get caught, right? No, look, so I guess they were sharing it on various websites like Ha Ha Ha, and it's kind of insane. Look, guys, can I just jump the shark right now and say Civil War just because? Because I'm like, if we're at the point where staffers of the Senate care so little about this country, they treat our government wow. buildings like like porn sets. That's well, I just don't see anyone having enough confidence in this government to maintain it. I don't think that the necessarily sexual debauchery is enough to claim like, you know, conflict. But because I was actually talking to Ashley Sinclair about it yesterday. She used to work down there. And she's like, it's just it's just nonstop like debauchery. I, but you know what? I think that your philosophical angle is right here, Tim. It, it, what it what it shows is the lack of respect the lack of concern, the lack of care, the, the overall clown show that it really yep. is. There's no reverence, right? I mean, it's the same thing with Jill Biden's Christmas video. There's no class. There's no reverence. It's just a clown show. It's just, let's just clown show this up. We don't care about the country. We don't respect the country. We don't revere the country. We don't revere these buildings. I, I mean, I, I typically would kind of stand where you are, Ian. And in fact, I, I would say even after my prison sentence, I'm even more for prison reform and justice reform. Empty the prisons at this point. Uh, but I understand where you're going philosophically. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if with the aftermath of this, we don't start to see more videos start to surface. Yeah. Um, I, I have a different take. I, I kind of don't care with these guys screwing each other because the government screws us every single day, right? <laughs> uh, you, you, seriously, you look, you look at the surveillance, secret FBI, FISA bills that they just passed. You look at the NDAA. You look at the funding that they're probably going to be giving Israel and Ukraine very soon as, of course, the average American is being fleeced and destroyed financially. I don't care what these two dudes did. This is not a place to be respected. This is a place that has been hijacked by sociopathic corporatists and globalists that are using it as a machine to screw over their American people. And you're the one getting family-friendly show here. Yes, um, but you know. that stuff's been going on. And the only reason these two guys are willing to do this is because they don't take our government seriously. Why? For everything you, for every reason you just explained. People are, these guys are like, oh, this government's a joke. They rip people off. They blow kids up. Nobody takes it seriously. Then they go off onto a Senate hearing floor see, and they... No, and they, they, they just made a meme. Yeah. You've just made a meme. Put the guy who's facing away and you put the American, American, American taxpayer <laughs> and then the person doing the... Come on, yeah, Joe Biden. Right now. My it. team, my team. You're, you're watching. It. Get on it. Get on it. <laughs> That's it, though, but that really is... Making a t-shirt on the best political show <laughs> That is a right better... Now. That is a oh, much more no. offensive thing. That is a much more offensive thing. Oh, you don't want FISA? Oh, you don't want funding for Ukraine? Well, we'll just go ahead and slip it into the NDAA and you're going to get it anyway i gotta be honest it's actually um a, a, the most disgusting meme gift ever in that in a government building democrat staffers did this because now you can put 
any group. You can put FBI on the guy and, and the J6ers hey, on the hey, other guy. His, uh -oh, his uh -oh. There's a reason there's a sex position called the taxpayer, okay? All right. <laughs> they were utilizing it. You've just hit the I'm, infinity uh, meme stone. <laughs> Seriously, the shirt's coming soon. Uh, meme infinity stone. Yeah, you could put Joe Biden on one guy and U.S. economy on the other guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're on Don't post we're that on shit it. on my time. Here we bro. go. <laughs> it's everywhere. Here we go. Please, man. Because make sure you make sure you tweet this at Eric July. <laughs> no, now. <laughs> no, no, but uh, I will. just I'll, set the wolves. I, 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 I know, right? Yeah, oh, man, yeah, it's gonna I'm be crazy. Yeah, the wrong effect coming. It's gonna go out of the way. I just set myself up. No, no, but on a serious note, no, I think it's more so representative of like the the institution, right? Like even when this whole J six. Uh, thing happened, you know. I, I I don't pretend like the Congress isn't like a band full of criminals, and and I get it. You know, we we people we have this idealistic way of looking at government, and it's supposed to they're, they're sacred and uh, their their buildings uh, are are something that is supposed to be cherished and respected. But I don't see them that way. You know, I, I haven't seen them that way for a very long time. But I think this is more, to your point, representative of the fact that it absolutely is a clown show. But I think people seeing it that way and taking it for what it actually is, I don't necessarily see that as a negative negative thing i do believe that more people should look at the senate or the house and congress just in general uh with with more contempt when you really truly understand the type of things it is that they are a absolutely doing so they 100 percent are a band full of criminals which is why i'm not i'm not at all tripping off of so, off so of that. is it like and, and just really quick a that, good that, thing it, that just, people will see this then that, that's the way that i see it i mean if, if, if you look at it and you like and you're like look this is a joke this is a joke of an institution it is. I would agree with you. It absolutely 100% is a joke of an institution. It's a it's a place where people try to weaponize things um, and, and the and the power it is that they have against their political enemies. It's not anything to be taken seriously um, uh, like that at all. So, yeah, while, you know, to your point, it's probably all sorts of weird stuff that does happen there day to day that we don't ever see. It probably is a bunch of debauchery and degeneracy um, uh, in hey, there anyway. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, first point. It was that Eric D. July, correct? Yes. Got it. Second point. That I, second, clarify. Second, I just wanted to clarify Jesus. for the record. Second point I wanted to make here. This is nothing new. Look at what they do at the Bohemian Grove. There's literal secret societies. There's literally a Brina Brovimich. There's literal like parties and secret things that they do that we can't even mention here on this friendly family-friendly broadcast. There's an island that they bring children to. So for me, uh, Hunter Biden and this latest revelation is the least offensive thing that is happening in Washington, well, D.C. What's worse, Jeffrey Tubin or these guys? Uh, I mean, Tubin, <laughs> uh, uh, Tubin has the meme magic with his name already in there, but but uh, I don't <laughs> think you true. can even compare. You can, you can what, The Epstein story, way bigger of, of a real issue that, that I think we should be outraged about. We should be showing videos of Bill Clinton getting on the Lolita Express we should be showing uh, Bill Gates and all these other individuals connected going to that private island. Yeah, that everyone, should be the big controversy. Everyone in this room has done more jail time than any of Epstein's clients. Exactly. Wow, that's actually pretty crazy. Wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, Ian, have you ever been in jail? Negative. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Eric, have you ever oh, been in jail? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Obviously, you were, you were just there. Yeah. I was uh, kind of making the joke like I was probably the only one, but it would still, it would still I, equate I, to it. They the got longest, there, longest I've been in jail was like, was like 14 hours or something. <laughs> Uh, Luke, I know for sure. And then, you know, Eric, so I think Ian's the only one here. The gruesomely straight edge character. Who's Say not, Joe Biden lost the 2020 election. Did he? 
Just say it. We'll put. We'll get. You can, <laughs> you're giving me a free. You're giving me a free pass. Yeah, yeah. You can come. I'm saying you can join it. us. You yeah. can join it's us. A right on the other pa- side. It's a, it's a right of passage, Ian. It's a right say, of passage. Say Donald Trump won in 2020, and they're going to come get you. I mean, they they know where you live, Tim. We know that. that me, is wild. me, I, I, uh, I, don't, I, I just went because I was. They locked me up for skateboarding for like overnight. Luke, I remember that. Well, where were you? Were, you were in Europe or something? There was like right? eight times. Yeah, yeah. You used seven. Times. Excuse me, seven times. But it was all. It was all like like it was all regarding yeah. my journalism. I, I I like grew up really straight edge. Like follow the rules, follow order. Like my dad was well, in the fire that, department. What does that have to do with anything? Because my dad was in the fire department too. And then like, but later I started to learn like the appreciation of like if if evil laws are passed, like what the Nazis did, you kind of like Jeff Thomas Jefferson would say, you kind of have a right to like ignore those laws or like. If, if if the government becomes evil, you're supposed to be like, well, okay, law isn't everything. You actually, the Constitution, if you read the Constitution, it says if if the lawmakers get out of control, you actually have a duty to get them out of government. It's actually a duty in the Constitution if our government comes corrupted that we have to do something about but, it. But, but Ian, Ian, I've never been convicted of anything, but I got arrested while I was skateboarding. They gave me some bogus charge, and then I spent half a day in jail. You've never had anything where you wow, look at that. So not even detained, back of a cop no car. Oh ever. yeah, one time my buddy had a joint in the car and he was driving, and the cops pulled us over like a more block, than Epstein's clients. A block away You're from in the my car. He's in it. Yeah, he's in it. But I, so the guy, we got out of the car. We were only a block away from us. Like, where do you live? I was like, right there. And they're like, okay, get out of here. I was just sleeping in the back seat. So. Okay, let me t- to clarify. The extent of Ian's uh, incarceration is a, a car and his a friend with his car, a, a, a friend who was driving a car he was in was stopped briefly and he was let go. And that is more time served than any of Epstein's clients. The, hypothetically, yeah. <laughs> no, I guess, literally. There's no way to know. Like some of those clients might have been dirty, dirty criminals and we wouldn't know. But for, for being, let's say this, it's more than uh, any of them have served for the crime of being a client of Epstein. Yes, because that like, would be zero as Right, because, yeah, exactly. Because maybe, like, one of the clients beat a woman and got arrested later on. Like, I'm not saying that. You know what this story made me think of when the two dudes getting it on in the Senate is, like, uh, <laughs> the power that one guy has to totally transform the public conversation now. Like, one guy with a video camera can... Like bang another 30, guy and then everyone's and talking it. about it. Like 30 years ago, you had to go through NBC News. Like these videos couldn't even get out anywhere unless someone at a news organization was like, well, yes yeah, this, or no. This guy would go to NBC and say, please air this tape on your show. They'd be like, no, we're not. And doing then it. they'd have to have Polaroids they'd go or they maybe they had a big handy cam that wouldn't fit on the guy's head. So they'd have to have a, a third guy taking the video. So wait, are you saying that Joe Biden put him up to this to get all the negative press about Joe Biden out of the media? Wow, that's an interesting concept. Like uh, to to kind of be like, hey, what Hunter is doing? Well, there's other people that also do this. No, it's not just that. I got to be honest. I if 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 it came out, I'm not saying that this is true. I'm saying if the news came out that this guy was put up to it, as it, I believe it, I'd be like, oh wow. Like they're like, oh, the Democratic administration knew a ton of press was coming up Hunter Biden. He divided subpoena. Joe Biden was defending him, and uh, you know all these hookers, eight hundred and something thousand dollars now. I think the number is in in, in prostitutes. Uh, let, let's get a guy That's out a there. a lot of hookers. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Well, one and, and, really and, lucky one. No, yeah. I just saw the headline. It was, yeah, or one really lucky one. Well, we know it's one. more than one. <laughs> hey, so. hey, hey, prostitutes are a big part of Washington, D.C. Uh, there's a New York Post story detailing how they're shipped into the Bohemian Grove, male prostitutes specifically. And there's also a very famous story from the Bush years where George W. Bush got caught sneaking in a, a gay porn star into the White House. Uh, that was another major saga and scandal that kind of got swept under the rug. So this is this is this is now what we're seeing finally happening. But 
happens all the time it's only outrageous because we have video of it i now. think late stage empire roman empire they said part of a late stage empire is sexual debauchery yeah. Takes oh yeah. yeah yep did yeah. this video break because of twitter or x i, I think the daily think caller broke it the daily caller okay, got yeah. the exclusive but all of a sudden everyone's x timeline is just flooded that's where i saw it on man, x you can see it yeah man. the videos everywhere. and it was not censored when it came across no. my it's timeline bad, no. and i'm like trying to avoid it i'm weaving through it now <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like no, now it's overload it, yeah, now it's over <laughs> no man it's uh, i'm not even gonna bother to try to look at my timeline now because i know it's gonna be but see but that's why twitter is so important though not so you can watch this debauchery but Maybe if it, you, this is the kind of stuff they can censor and hide for the people they want to protect. Yep. But thank goodness Elon Musk is at least allowing, I would say, 95% free speech on his platform. Yeah, I err on the side of allowing it. Although it is, it is, it can like wreck your brain to see it. You think it should There's, have been censored or at least uh, okay. blacked out in like a black box. Like click here if you want to see it. Like I'm, a sensitive I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll do that. I'm pretty sure they're going to do that because it just takes time for the algorithm to kick in and then catch this stuff. But my, my, my position has been, if, if Elon Musk allows 13-year-olds on the platform, then all porn must be banned. Oh, I agree. Porn should not be on X. It's everywhere, Even this. Though. Even yeah. newsworthy videos of like this should not be allowed if there are young... It should be... I mean, YouTube does this. And, and sometimes they get it wrong, and that sucks, but I respect it. They will age lock a video. And then people complain, being like, why is my video being age-restricted? Oh, it's not fair. And sometimes it's not fair. But the challenge is... How do you allow people to upload whatever they want while preventing people from uploading things that are illegal? So what you so what YouTube does with the age restriction stuff is if someone posts this video of these staffers on YouTube, yeah, it should be age restricted. Now, here's the problem. Kids just lie. They just sign up and claim to be right. 18. We should not allow people to to give these materials to kids. I'm sorry. It's just like you couldn't do it on TV. I don't understand how it became normal to be like, you know, we were talking to um I think I was talking to Stephen Marsh, the guy who wrote the Civil War book, and he's like, oh, these kids can get it on the internet, so who cares? Just let them get these books in school anyway. And I'm like, they should not get it on the internet either. Yeah, that's but, like the, but the mentality of many liberals is, because of the internet, we should just give kids these books. And I'm like, no. Yeah, I had a friend that would be like, if you're going to be late, dude, who cares? Just be as late as you. You're already late. Just be an hour late. I'm like, that's not up. how it works, dude. If I'm five minutes late, that's way less worse than being an hour late. It's the same with porn on the internet, like as little as possible. And I feel like that's like the bottom of the hill argument. Like, oh, they're going to find it anyway, so let's put it in the classroom. Like, what? oh, yes. you're going you're gonna <laughs> to die <laughs> anyway, so jump. I'm just going to stab you now. It's just like, it doesn't even make any sense. But don't you think, I mean... <laughs> I think, I mean, I do think Twitter should do everything because, because YouTube, I don't think you can find any adult or pornographic content yeah, on you YouTube. Can. Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah you can. You can. Oh, it's, it gets so worse. it's not that good either. There's a congressional, there's a very similar video to the congressional video that, that's going viral right now on social media that's up on YouTube that YouTube is standing behind and argued that it is, what was it, uh, artistic work, but it's. Uh, family friendly show here. I thought uh, that was the Twitch it was, platform. Uh, it was a dude guessing what's being. Um, uh, there's ways around that. Yeah, no. There, I, I would it, say it, like, yeah. they have. To, how, do, but, how do I even describe this? I don't want to get the show in trouble with your eyes. Uh, just look at the camera and they'll know. Very, yeah. See, I like that. I think that's a fair argument. I forget who who uh, it might have even come across in a courtroom. Is they were debating, you know, what's pornography or what's like artistic content, and someone said, I, I, "When I see it, 
I know. The, the judge said, you know it when you see it. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's a little open-ended, but I would say if, if the same effort they put into Twitter banning conservatives mm-hmm. or banning Alex Jones or myself or others, if they put that same effort into stopping the pornographic content, I would I would think they could at least limit it. I had, a, I, on Wednesday, I, they use AI now, and I interviewed Dickie Barrett. The video got demonetized. Right, his I was like, "What? We didn't even say it because yeah, his name it was, was Dickie." Of course Dickie. it is. And so I, my Mastons guy. I um. Oh really? Yeah. I, I went to the monetization. I was like, "Well, I request a human review," and they immediately overturned it. They were like, "Yeah, it's fine." It's but the word "Dickie" caught the AI's attention because oh wow. It, <laughs> so that's it's a little so, heavy-handed, but no, it's but, better than I guess no moderation. Well, so like the issue is when they use it for political mm. censorship, not cool. But if someone's trying to put up videos of these staffers, you know, doing a deed, we don't want kids finding that stuff. So there's got to be some way to deal with this. I'm sorry. I I don't know. And there's a lot of people, the the more libertarians don't like it. They're like, oh, Tim's for censorship. And this is going to lead to a whole bunch of problems. I'm like, bro, I don't, I don't believe that because a technology got invented, we all of a sudden throw out the rules where we're like, kids aren't allowed to be, you can't solicit adult materials to children. Like you can't do it just because the internet got invented doesn't mean you can do it now. You know? So how do you find the balance? Because when I was watching, when the video popped up on my timeline, I mean, you can't really see much. I mean, if you're an adult, you know what you're looking at. And I obviously wouldn't like that to you be see everything. Bro. I wouldn't want my kids to see. Well, see, I must not have seen the whole video. I mean, yeah. I didn't watch it. I, I, I saw it and I was like, oh, OK, dude, I don't know the, what the dude that is. is like looking around. And like, oh, really? Yeah. OK, well, I didn't go. I didn't go that deep into it. No pun intended. No pun you know, intended. For, for I did. I watched it for the people. So that I could report back. But and it they is would newsworthy, not though. I mean, that's the right. thing. Like, that is a news story. And you were doing I mean, you're doing you're doing show prep. Uh, I got to be honest, man. Like, I've watched videos of people being shot and murdered and killed. I watched a video of a guy getting struck by lightning twice. Phil Labonte posted that. I've watched videos of people being hit by trains. Like, if I'm going to try and understand what's going on and there's a news story and it's relevant, I'm watching the video. But did you watch it on Twitter? The video? Yeah. I think I watched it on the Daily Caller. Okay. Because I'm I, saying, how are you going to watch it? It's, 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 that's tough because I feel like Maybe you kind of just let it go for a little period of time just so people can see it. And then you say, okay, we got to make sure this doesn't go up because it is a newsworthy story. And I mean, people, people want to know that this is what your people in government are doing. Yeah. But I see what your point. Like if it happens again tomorrow, is that one newsworthy too? Do we need to look at that one as well? And then the day after, are we supposed to look at that one too? And like, what are we looking at now? People are making tons of memes of this video. There we go. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. I, I think about. the answer that what they're looking at is AI. They're going to use artificial intelligence to, to try and preempt it and, and censor it before it gets out. But the problem with that is like, then are elbows too sexual? Like, where does the line get drawn is with whoever's in power writing the code of the AI? Is someone showing someone neck skin? Is that too sexual? Cleavage, you know, a round butt with pants on like cankles? Yeah, exactly. How how low will you go? Well, I think one of the issues is that when it comes to this level of censorship, the issue is always if X is allowed, then Y must be allowed too. Instead of if X is allowed, have we considered it should not be? For example, uh, they're do- like right now. This is big thing where people will th- like they'll print out male nipples. Women will print out a picture of male nipples and then stick them to their nipples and then post a topless photo and be like. Male nipples are a lot on Instagram, but females aren't. So we're just showing male nipples. And you can't really tell them. They're like, aha, the argument they're making is, well, then it should be allowed for all women to go completely topless on social media instead of being like, okay, dudes can't, dudes got to wear shirts too. See, but now we're getting into this, this, this level of we're just not behaving like adults, right? I mean, there needs to be some level of an adult conversation here. It's like, yeah, we know what you're doing. That's funny. You're not going to do it. Not like, right. oh, I found the loophole. Give me a break. <laughs> what do you guys think about the free the nipple campaign? 
Are you familiar with it? Is that when the ladies run around naked? And basically everything? topless well, in New topless. York City. And because it used to be the guys had to wear shirts in public until like the 1920s. Guys got to wear shirts. They had to get the That's right it. legally to be able to go topless in public. Yeah, and now it's totally normalized. Instead of saying women should be able to be topless too. How about we go? The, see, this is what I'm talking about. Women are saying men can wear, not wear shirts. Therefore, women should be allowed to do it as well. How about we go? We do the inverse and say women aren't allowed to wear shirt, aren't allowed to be topless. Then men shouldn't be allowed either. Why not say, no, OK, everybody got to wear a shirt. Nobody topless anymore. It's How come it always goes in the one direction of closer and closer to debauchery? Well, I think it's obvious why women can't walk around topless and men can. I mean, yeah, there'll be car accidents. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. See, but that's what this is like. like we're, we're all adults. I, here. I wouldn't be able like, to get anything done. Like, we're all adults here. We know why women and you know the the mammary gland is a little more distracting than the uh, the male chesticles, and so I don't think that this is just. But it gets into petty stuff. It's like, oh well, if the man can do it, then why can't the woman? You know why the woman can't. It's a, it's a different body. It's a different body part. It's a different sexual arousal. Yeah, we're more than just brains. Humans are more than just brains. We can't just logic our way but, through but everything. But in, in, in most states, it is legal for women to be topless. I mean, I would say as a, as, a, as a very heterosexual man, the concept of women walking around topless sounds great, but then you see these monsters, you see these whales that are engaging in the Free the Nipple campaign. Uh-uh. Well, so, Shut it down. So what happens Shut it in down. New York is... I guess I'm discriminating. Yes. There, there are morbidly obese women who do it, and, oh. and police officers are like, ma'am, you need to cover up, and they go, no, I don't. And then when they get cited or charged, the women sue the city and instantly win. Really? Yeah. They win? Mm-hmm. Of course. Yep. Of course. It is, it, it, is, it is sex-based discrimination to say that women can't be topless if a man can. And so my argument is, no, no, no. It's, it's real simple. Just tell the guys they got to wear shirts, too. But also, Problem like, solved. bikini bottoms, like, those really, really, like, G-string bathing suit bottoms, like, it doesn't, you don't yeah, have a Brazilian, yeah, Brazilian nothing, bikini. It yeah. leaves nothing to the imagination. Yeah. I, it's just, like, they're basically walking around naked. Yeah. yeah. But the, because there's a piece of thread in the butt. Oh, the dude, it's, it's not even it's that. Now they, like, have, I don't get... now they have these, like, pieces of plastic that are moldable that women just click, like, you know what I mean? There's not even straps. And it's just like, okay, we get it. The future's going to be people put duct tape on their junk. And that's it. And then, nudity, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, guess like duct tape on it. Nudity is different than sex. That's for sure. Like nudity is a very different thing let's, than, than let, sex. Let, let's, let's flip back over to the government is corrupt part instead of the debauchery part. Because we have this story from the Daily Mail. Rudy Giuliani has to pay Georgia election workers $148 million for accusing them of helping steal the 2020 race. America's mayor faces financial ruin over huge damages and defamation case. Like, how is $148 million reasonable? They're saying it's 75 in punitive damages, 20 uh, each for emotional distress, 16 for Freeman, 17 for Moss for damage to their reputation. You kidding me? Man, I get defamed every single day and yeah. I can't get a yep. single penny out of these You ever people. heard of any of these people, by no. the way? Of course not. You know, this is this is sadly how this goes. And, and Giuliani is not going to be the last person. And, and I talked to some of Trump's lawyers about this too, because people they don't seem to understand the true nature of the political world that we exist in until they reach certain levels. Right. And so when they came after Infowars for censorship, and I mean, what was the number they hit Alex with? Like, Oh, we're suing Alex for $3 trillion. Yeah. It was was the GDP of France. Yeah. 1.6 billion or something. No, 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 no. They they wanted the GDP of France. It was a trillion dollars and they had some formula that they worked this up. But my my point is this. And I told, it was 3 trillion. I told some of this to Trump's lawyers because they don't (laughs) seem to get it. And they're like, Oh, well, this is great that we get to go to court now because now we're going to get to show the evidence and prove our case. Uh, no, you're not. 
The judge is going to shut you down, not let you show any evidence, and just rule against you. And they say, well, that's not how the legal system works. Okay, fine. Find out the hard way for yourself. And now Trump's lawyers are finding that. They think, we're going to present all this evidence to the court. And now they're like, nope, you can't present any of that evidence. Yeah, they say, what the heck? $3 trillion were the penalties that Jones was facing. That is more than the GDP of France. So my point is that this is it's it's rare air or it used to be rare air for you to get these rulings and these court cases against you. It's going to become ever more present now, just like with censorship. They test it on one person and then they go after everybody else. Rudy Giuliani will not be the last person that gets hundred million dollar judgments against him. Other Trump attorneys will get it. Other Trump associates will get it. And they're just never going to stop The The justice system is completely out of control. I don't think people have really, they haven't grasped just how corrupted and out of control it is. And unfortunately, it's going to have to hit them, just like with Trump's lawyers. Oh, we'll present the evidence. And it will. And it, it will. absolutely will. Because I've been saying this for a long time. There, there are so many people who think if I just turn my lights off and hide under the covers, the angry mob that's going door to door smashing everything will skip over my house. No, it won't. So here's a guy sitting in front of me, Owen, who yelled some things on a bullhorn. And they try and they literally use that in sentencing documents. The speech you made. Well, tell not, them my dirty speech, Tim. Tell but, them my dirty speech. Well, it was not just what you said on the on, on the on the on the on the grounds. It was what you said later on on your show and before too. And before that had nothing to do with what happened that day. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys had a permit for the protest. Yeah, we you actually had a permitted rally. We had a stage that was. Um, Back behind, I think it was on the northeast side of the Capitol. We had a stage set up. We were going to be speaking. I was one of the speakers. There were other big speakers that were going to be a part of that. And and we were going from the ellipsis from Trump's speech to our speaking stage. That was our route. And when we saw all the chaos at the Capitol, we said, hey, we got to stop this. So we got on horns to try to stop it. That's all on video. We talked to the Capitol police and said, hey, what can we do? We want to work with you to try to stop this. That's all on video as well. The government even acknowledges this in their sentencing memo against me that I didn't go in and that I did try to stop it. And I did say we were there to be peaceful. But the higher up said, no, you're still going to make an example out of Schroyer. But, you know, I, I think we can we can get into my personal case, Tim, if we want. But here's here's the larger picture that that needs to be understood. And this goes beyond just the realm of the political world. There is no incentive for justice in our justice system whatsoever. The incentive from the U.S. attorneys and the prosecuting attorneys is convictions. That's their incentive. They overcharge you drastically, hoping or assuming they're going to get a plea out of you, which most of the time they do. So they keep their conviction rates high, 98, 99, 100 percent. So they think they can get a better job, climb the ladder. Their incentive is convictions, not justice. Then you have the bench, the judge. Their incentive is imprisonment. Got to fill the prisons. Got to prove you're going to put the bad guys away. Justice never comes into the frame here. Justice is never even entering into the conversation. And let me tell you, from, from somebody who's been there, there's, there's three tables here. There's the judge's bench, there's the prosecuting attorney, and then there's you. And until you've sat in that corner and you've witnessed this be done to you, and you've sat there and watched a judge and a prosecuting attorney sit there and never even consider justice, the feeling of, of loneliness and isolation when you realize there is no justice here. Justice was never the concern. The concern from the attorneys was conviction, and the concern from the judge was imprisonment. You never had a shot. There is no justice in the justice system anymore. I don't know what can be done about this. I, I, really, I well, mean, something Trump, has to change. The first thing we need to consider is Donald Trump being elected next year, and then 
we'll see how things go. When did things change in the justice system? Are you guys familiar with change? Like, like when did it, it become? It, it's less been about, pretty corrupt for a very yeah, it's long been time. Like that forever. Yeah. I mean, I don't think probably it's, our it, whole lives. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that's been what it is. I think it's just more blatant in that. You know, look. The left plays to win. I make this point all the time, and this is, I think, why they're able to get the dubs it is that they're able to get because they rely upon the people on the other side, even if it's like whether they're center or the right or whatever it is that you want to call them, where you still kind of have some sort of belief, some sort of there's some sanctity in sort of these institutions, whether it be from the police officers on all, up to the prosecutions. Like this is the way we do things, and at the end of the day, um, morals will prevail. Um, justice will prevail. And that's just not that's to be fair, has never been the reality. Obviously, you being in a, in a situation, it is that you you've been you've seen it sort of firsthand. It's like nobody's coming to save me. And all of these guys are against me. Like it, it, the system is, is literally rigged against you. And especially when you're dealing with immoral people that have absolutely no problem with weaponizing that institution against you. It's it a is, soulless thing. It it's is, like they're soulless. It's yep. a, it's a very difficult like enemy to, to fight. I always use this analogy. People that watch me know I use this all the time. It's like, you're going into a boxing ring, right? And you're entering it in and that the person on the opposite side of you that you're supposed to be fighting one V one has already told you, look, my gloves are loaded. I've bought off the judges. I bought off the ref and I'm about to cheat. And what the instinct of the non leftist is to still go into it with fairness, because we look at it like, well, this is, this is how we're supposed to act. We don't want to be like the enemy. The problem is, is that the enemy has no problem kicking you in, in, in the, you know, midsection they have no issues with doing that so that's a harsh reality that we all kind of have to have to face but i think once more people realize that we can actually start to come up with some sort of solution and some sort of plan attack of attack but people need to realize that this is how the justice system is aligned this is the way that it is sort of rigged um against you from the prosecution on up and on on down it's not there to serve justice it's not there to sort of reach some sort of conclusion that is supposed to be the the just one that's not the way that it is designed well, well this is why i think vivek ramaswamy's campaign is actually the most important campaign right now even more so than donald trump's because you know the right wing has always had this weird and it, and it kind of deals with they want to support law enforcement but supporting law enforcement or police and wanting justice uh you know reform justice system reform and prison reform need to be two completely separate issues they need to be two completely separate issues and conservatives need to get this and that's why vivek ramaswamy really going hard against the federal establishment is so important because this is a winning issue and what conservatives need to realize is that justice reform is a winning issue you will win i mean i don't want to get too politically wonky here but it's an issue that they've let the left dominate. They've let Absolutely. the Democrats dominate for so long. And, and it's time for them to get in there. And Vivek, I think, presents it really well. And and I mean, I, I still suspect Donald Trump gets the nomination. If he wins, I hope he makes Vivek in charge of some special committee or something to just completely abolish like 95 percent of these federal institutions that are so corrupted. Conservatives and Republican politicians need to stop being afraid of their own shadow there. You, you know, you're the side of law enforcement. That's fine. But justice reform and prison reform are completely separate issues and it's a winning issue you will win a lot of votes if you can properly verbalize and, and vocalize how you will attack these issues i think like vivek ramaswamy has done what kind of prison reform do you suggest 
Well, I'll put it to you like this, because it's very complex, and I could go on forever based off, off what I've learned from the top to the bottom here, but I'll, I'll try to put it simply. When I was in prison, the Bureau of Prisons had a hearing in front of Congress where my name got brought up by, by Matt Gates. thank goodness, and they were asking for $2 billion. So they want $2 billion more billion because they have staff problems and they have infrastructure problems, and believe me, they do. Uh, I'm showering in showers that have black mold in them. I'm dealing with staff in the prisons that, I mean, they lo- they lost like $2,000 worth of my property. I mean, I can go on and on and on. So the, the issues are real, but we all know if they put $2, excuse me, $2 billion more into the Bureau of Prisons, do you think that's going to improve a damn thing? Nope. No, it's not going to improve a damn thing. So what needs to be done, if they need $2 billion more dollars annually, what they need to do is a little math, find out what annually, how many prisoners annually equals to $2 billion and release them all tomorrow. Release every single one of them all tomorrow. There should not be a single non-violent criminal in prison. That's our problem here. And maybe that's kind of the springboard for the political argument. If, if, if any Republican has the courage to do it like Vivek, the springboard needs to be no, no nonviolent criminals belong in jail. I mean, really what you have here, sure. You can have house arrest. You can have the ankle monitor. I mean, I would say it like this because people always ask, well, what is it like in there? What is it like in there? We'll do a little Kamala Harris Venn diagram. I would say, take a Venn diagram, three circles. You've got, um, a daycare center right here. You've got an old folks home right here, and then you've got a concentration camp right here. And then all the things that they have in similar, boom, that's that's what the federal system is like. Most I mean, most nights there, it's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of old men watching TV. I mean, that's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. They're just sitting around watching TV. A lot of these guys have kids, they're fathers, and they're never gonna see their kids again. And they're just sitting around watching TV, wasting their time where they could be doing that. So it's it's really a dramatic issue that until you've seen it firsthand, it's really hard to understand. But I've seen it firsthand. $2 billion worth of prisoners. Release them from the jail tomorrow. There's your $2 billion that you I mean, need. we have more prisoners here than we do in China and, and Russia. It, it's also important to know that what you were well, talking I don't know about. Well, I don't know if China's numbers are really a well, right, documented. Yeah, they, but. <laughs> good point. They also disappear and they, you yeah, know, they're so, never found again. But the, uh, and the then there's a lot of organ. Right. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of organs also found there that are readily available. But that's a different story. But, but good point. I, I definitely agree with you. But you brought up a kind of a, an anarchistic libertarian perspective. No victim, no crime. A lot of people on the right are saying we got to back to blue no matter what we got to back the police officers the police officers saying i don't care what laws they're going to make up i'm going to enforce them to the fullest extent that i can happily and we've seen a huge transition from from actual criminals going to jail to now political thought criminals going to jail which is absolutely crazy it needs to be uh, addressed in a way because you 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 kind of described it as soulless there is a lot of soullessness there is a lot of people who are just like i'm just doing my job there are a lot of kamala harris's that believe that they have to make their way up have to of course make their career by putting innocent people behind bars which she did extensively especially when it came to things like marijuana which is absolutely freaking ridiculous so yeah i i agree with you on those larger kind of libertarian uh, sentiments i think they would help galvanize the base and i think the people who are rooting for back the blue are essentially rooting for their own enslavement and imprisonment and, a, and maybe the selling point to conservatives or, or republicans that that are too afraid to do that say well i'll tell you what if you don't if you don't have criminal justice reform or prison reform well then you're going to end up in prison very soon so yeah. there's a difference yeah. between victimless crime and nonviolent crime like um like financial crimes, like what Sam Bankman-Fried is allegedly done, or maybe he's been convicted of it. So like, do you also encourage, like you said, nonviolent, like, like 
high level um, financial criminals, do you think they should be let out too? Is there a victim? So nothing is. There would be, in that case, yeah, there there's be a victim. Jones, but maybe no, 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 no. Hold on. Uh, I believe the purpose of prison, for the most part, is to take someone who is dangerous and make sure they can't hurt people. So for, for SBF, the real uh, penalty should be house arrest with restrictions, meaning you can't do financial work. You can't you can't trade on these platforms. You are being removed from the area which and where you did these crimes. You could argue that stealing a bunch of people's money makes it so they can't buy food and then they starve to death, which is like a violent act. But the point is this. Did this guy go around like mercilessly beating children? <clears throat> there's like there's no. the overt attack violence, but then there's also the stealing the resource. That, that, and then that's the irrelevant. S- but but Ian, well, I don't think so. Jail's supposed to rehabilitate people. No, it, no, it, it doesn't do any of that. It makes them worse. Well, criminals. there's two philosophies yeah. in in the prison system. There's rehabilitation or punishment, right? Retribution. Oh, but but see, I think where you're going, nothing is black and white, right? Obviously, nothing is black and white. And I think Tim, you know, you propose a good idea. Like if you if you go into a smash and grab, that's a violent crime. Right. If you steal if you steal from somebody and that takes food off their table, you could argue that that's a violent crime. Financial crimes like SBF, I think that you could reasonably argue, okay, you're going to be maybe on house arrest, but more importantly. Every financial activity that you make is now going to be monitored. I mean, no, no, it's no. not that hard to do. I, I, here's what I'd say. SBF, there is zero risk of him punching a kid in the face. So we don't have to worry about locking him up behind multiple razor wire fences because he's not in. He, all we have to worry about is we don't want this guy doing financial deals and trading because that's where he broke the law. In fact, I don't even know what house arrest does. I would say house arrest because we do want some punitive element of this. Short duration, maybe a couple of years. And then after that, it's restrictions on access to financial systems and services. He should be able to live and work, but he's going to be breaking rocks or working at a grocery store. Yeah. He's not going to be doing big deals. Now, if a guy robbed a liquor store, this guy's dangerous. Armed robbery? Okay, we remove this guy from society temporarily and tell him, you are a danger to people, so we're putting you in a box. If, if someone is not, if there is no victim... Or if it's nonviolent, then you're then we do not need prison. So uh, victimless crimes means like somebody was found with pot. I I don't see how locking that person up in prison solves any problem. I agree on the victimless crimes that people can be better served by learning. I mean, what would be a better? What do you think for like someone caught with a bunch of pot? Nothing. The yeah. war on drugs. <laughs> the war on drugs needs to end tomorrow. Uh, the cop can say, "Oh, pardon me, sir. I, I wasted yeah. your time." Yeah. If you're going to go after the pot dealers, you got to go after big pharma, right? Well, right. see, but see, now, now this is an important point. What I learned being in there, I'm not the only political prisoner in there. Now, in the political sphere of media, yes, people that get arrested for dealing drugs, in my opinion, are political prisoners. If they worked for a pharmacy or if they worked for a big pharmaceutical company, yep. you can you can deal drugs all freaking day long and you can make billions of dollars. Doesn't matter how many people die. But, but, but if, if you're if a you street deal fentanyl, pharmacist. Yeah, but if you deal fentanyl, you're going to jail forever. Now, I'm not endorsing. This is no way, shape or form an endorsement of drug use. It's bad for you. But those are political prisoners in my eyes, too. Guys, it's absolutely. Friday. So I absolutely have to pull up this story and segue to it. Uh, I'm, I, is this, is this real? Donald Trump was giving a speech and I'm seeing these images pop up everywhere. He says, everything is bad under Biden. Even the lemonade is killing people. Did you see that people drink the lemonade and die? 
The lemonade didn't kill you when I was president. It was tasty and fun to drink. We loved the lemonade, didn't we? This sounds like a deep fake. We did, but not under Biden. Bacon is more money. Gas is more money. The lemonade is more money, and it kills you. When life hands Tim. you lemons, Joe Biden kills you with them. Tim, Tim, but Tim, no, Tim, we need a little context here, Tim, because... We all went to the Biden rally. We drank the lemonade. I don't think it was lemonade, okay? I think it came from Hunter Biden. We ran a little analysis on it. A lot of cocaine, okay? There was a lot of cocaine. Maybe a little Parmesan cheese. I don't think they're selling it lemonade anymore, okay? I think it's a little bit something else. It might have killed somebody with a little fentanyl in there, okay? There's got to be... I, 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 I can't believe it's real, but I can believe it's real. And the issue is... We Panera, can find the video. Panera had lemonade, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone's oh, yeah. talking about the, the okay. huge. Uh, <laughs> when when, when life caffeine. hands you lemons, Joe Biden kills you with. What them. is the story? I'm <laughs> gonna try that lemonade. There, there's a bunch of stories. Uh, is there a video? Panera's lemonade that kills you is really a story about our broken country. It's a lemonade with you, like 500 yeah, milligrams. Panera bread lemons, faces yeah. suit from family of oh. student who died after drinking yeah, here, charged like lemonade. Panera family sues Panera bread after college student who drank charged lemonade dies. Okay. Was it? Yeah. It, was, it was no, caffeine they have, lemonade. They have like 160. Yeah. Uh, what is it? No, no, it's, it's 400 milligrams in the large size. Yeah, wow. yeah it's, what? It's like, caffeine? It's a lot. Yeah, dude. and I drink, yeah. I drink coffee. What? That's a lot of caffeine. Yeah, it's more than coffee. More that's than what than I was Starbucks. saying. I was is it, saying, is yeah. it like a cup of coffee, like 40? Yeah, and like a rock. Ten like cups of coffee in one glass. Yeah, and people probably drank like two of them, and they didn't realize it. On like those energy drinks, like you don't consume more than two in 24 hours or whatever. It says more than a can of Red Bull and Monster combined. Plus the equivalent of 30. Teaspoons of like you know to drink Celsius, they, they're two hundred milligrams. So it's yeah. well, plus thirty well, yeah. teaspoons of sugar. Thirty yeah, yeah, yeah. teaspoons <laughs> yeah. of sugar. That's, 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 that's not that's helping. Probably you. what's gonna what's yeah gonna, what's gonna kill you. Yeah. Whoa. Well, you know, I mean, at some point, yeah. Well, the gotta, caffeine also spikes your well, adrenals. Yeah, oh. But that's the thing, though. Like, I, I, I mean, I would not suggest anybody do this because it's obviously bad for you. But I'm, I'm probably taking like 500 milligrams of caffeine a day but i i've built a tolerance to it like my body is ready for Spread it out you jump it's, into that yeah. as a kid you're it's yeah. four it's four so one charged lemonade was four cups of coffee yeah it's and, 390 oh, wow, 390 milligrams in a 30 ounce serving but they allow yeah, refills so yeah. people were literally having four five yeah. six yeah. of like them a day in one city the and they were like yeah this is lemonade this so is do totally we even fine. know then do we even yeah. know did this girl only have one or did she maybe have two three or four this says she died after drinking her name is sarah katz she was 21 old year old college student with a heart condition died after drinking a charged lemonade. i got i got bad news a heart everybody. condition from yeah, uh, from a i got bad news plant-based though i got bad news there was another guy that I also. got bad news. Oh, viral images of Donald Trump I talking about it. lemonade are fake. Yep. Someone had fun. <laughs> get ready for the the future, which is going to be deep I knew, and it's going to be fake. But I they were funny. Could, they were funny. I couldn't find the video, but it was too good to pass up. When life hands you lemon, Joe Biden kills you with lemon. <laughs> What's the? Is Panera still selling this stuff? Oh, they, they had to pull it. Okay. No, it was two it? wrongful death suits. The other guy's 46 year old. Oh, wow. He drank three glasses and then. Well, I, I'd like to know if they were. 12 cups uh, of coffee in one sitting. Dude. I'd like to know if they were. Uh, if they were hit with a little, uh, little COVID oh, juice, there was oh, more yeah, than yeah, just yeah. caffeine. If they took, you know, yeah. uh, little, look, man, I got, I got to be honest. You drink twelve cups of coffee in like forty minutes, you're gonna be in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, I've had, dude. I did that once anecdotally and had like massive nerve pain in my neck, like pre-stroke nerve pain. I was like, what is wrong? And I just stopped with the caffeine for a week after. Oh, that. Oh, dude, I was driving. So oh. this is when I went on a road trip to the North Dakota pipeline protest. You guys remember that one? Oh, yeah. And then I had to drive from that protest to L.A. So this is North Dakota to Los Angeles. And I had like two days to do it. So I was like, I'm not stopping. And so I was awake for like 28 hours. And I just kept slamming like five hour energy. 
And it got to the point, like the, the weirdest, I started hallucinating. Like, I'm- I think that's vid- sleep deprivation. And yes, right, but the caffeine was keeping me awake. And so I'm driving in my car, and like, here's how I would describe it. Everything I could see, I'm like pulling up to a gas station. It looked like, what is, what is that thing where it's 3D, but it's outlined like a cartoon? You know what I'm talking about? Rotoscope? Not rotoscope. So it's like, it, it's kind of like rotoscope. But it's, uh, they do, so uh, they make three. Like Borderlands graphics? Yeah, yeah. It's that, called cell shaded. Cell shaded. Yeah. Everything was turning into that. And then there was like a weird texture appearing over things. And I'm like, I'm sitting in the car going like, I think I'm going to die. My heart was probably going like a, like 120 beats per minute or something. And then I just pulled over and I was like, I'm going to just drink water and then sit. And so I, I had to stop. Yeah, I, I it, drank way too much. It doesn't make you less tired. It binds to the adenosine receptors, adenosine, and those are so you don't realize you're tired. Mm. The caffeine, but you still get really the fatigue was still tripping you out. Probably, like you were saying. I'm, I'm, I'm probably. I had 200 milligrams of caffeine before I got here. These drinks are 150 a piece. I've already had one, so I'm halfway through this. So I'm at least 400 milligrams in right Did now. Did you do a lot in the past? Have you always done a lot of caffeine? Uh, not really. Not until I really got into my 30s, and it was kind of like a necessity to work as much as I do. More, than, I think that's what happens with people in coffee is they drink coffee all the time. I just don't like coffee. So what I'll do is um, either find an organic source of caffeine or take like a caffeine tablet or resell energy supplements at, at InfoWars 2, and I'll drink that too. Um but again, I, I'm not telling people to to drink 500 milligrams of caffeine a day. I'm saying you got to like, it took me a while to be to the point where, okay, this is kind of where I need to be, where I can function and do everything I need to do during the day and, and then still be able to sleep. I've got to cut it off at a certain time. Otherwise, I won't be able to sleep. Yeah, so in other words, probably not sleeping tonight. Whenever, whenever I'm driving <laughs> and I start to get tired and I'm falling asleep, the cars in front of me turn into cat faces. Whoa. I start hallucinating. I know. And like I the taillights. That that's when like, <laughs> you yeah. know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. That's when I'm like, Truth. I am pulling over and I am done. Yeah, yeah. It's that's not the, the acid. No, I don't do that stuff. That's just but like, the, uh, I used to, I used to, I used to have produces. to drive that's at crazy. like three in the morning to the airport for my job and I'd be super tired. And I'd be driving. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm falling asleep, but I can't close my eyes. The cars in front of me just like start to turn into cats. Yeah, that's when you pull over and you should right. try some uh, <laughs> You should try some uh, vitamin B. Uh, a lot of the coffees now, especially at a lot of the major stores, uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, they're absolutely filled with some of the worst uh, additives and ingredients and yeah, seed oils you could ever, uh, ever have. But I'm just speaking to the average American out there that is kind of hooked on it, as of course the ingredients in there are, are truly just absolutely awful. And I, I really do believe that they have been... It incrementally adding more and more high fructose corn syrup to the point where we become more and more addicted to it. And uh, it, it's one of the things ailing our society more than, I think, cigarettes, more than anything else that, that is negative. Sugary yeah, drinks are the why worst. So, if, when, that's why America's yeah. so fat. Yeah, when, yeah. You, when you cut sugar out 100%, after like a week, if you taste sugar, you'll go, oh! Yeah. yeah. yeah it's it actually, like pure syrup. Yeah, it almost burns. Like it's, it's just too sweet. So yeah, like everybody's noticed this. If you uh, if you like eat a bowl of ice cream, then eat some piece of candy. It doesn't taste sweet because you've already just slammed sugar in it, your mouth. I would argue if your bananas aren't sweet, you have too much sugar in your system. If carrots aren't sweet, you have too oh, much carrots sugar are in your sweet, system. Man. Yeah, carrots should be sweet for you. Coconut water should be sweet for you. But I think it's important to distinguish the difference between processed sugar and natural sugar because natural sugar is not nearly as bad for you as well, processed sugar. Big time. It Sucrose. It could be worse. Like refined sucrose is, it, it can, because of the concentrations that they use, that's pretty nasty. But Glute. compared to like aspartame and high fructose, these, like, these synthetic sugar. See, yes, sweeteners, these synthetic sweeteners that they might call sugar, but for some reason, I don't know how they can get away so, with it. So 
don't take don't take nutrition advice from me. Look it up, fact check me. But my understanding is glucose, your body can utilize right away. Fructose, your body has to process in the liver. So the fructose is sugar that's found in fruits. It's very taxing on the system. The problem is we don't just have glucose syrup anymore. We do high fructose corn syrup. They literally take corn syrup, put an enzyme in it to convert it into fructose so it tastes sweeter and strains your liver and causes damage. I was looking at like, the, it was Dow Chemical, I believe, made was making high fructose for a while. And I think it was Dow Chemical. I went to their website and it took me like 20, 30 minutes to dig through the website on the process of how to make it. And they, they put it in these big tanks and they make it with like a, and then between creation of the fructose high fructose corn syrup they'd have to wash the tanks with a resin and it was like the chemical uh, i don't want to misspeak just it could have been syrup, arsenic dude. but the syrup. chemical that they use Honey. to wash the tanks they don't put on the list of the ingredient of the high fructose but they put like chemicals in the tank between production to clean the tanks that are probably i would guess ending up in the high fructose corn syrup yeah just like chemical runoff that's what a lot of the the uh, like canola oils and yeah, stuff the they oils. put in food. No, they're absolutely horrible. Yeah, and uh, you know you think you're cutting out sugar, but you really have to cut out the drinks. Like the drinks are the worst. And I Truly. was I was bamboozled. I was I was convinced that the, the the green teas that I was having, I was like, oh, it's green tea. Oh, it's ginseng. Oh, they're totally griffy. Fifty grams of, of high fructose corn syrup, and I was just chugging that. Look thing at these. Like it was nothing. Look at these ones you're drinking. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not drinking these. These are these are the not thing. as bad, but yeah, they have a bunch of additives. Uh, this has eleven grams. And, and that's, that's added mate, yerba mate. That's added to this. And then you got this right here, Spindrift. It's got zero. What's in it? What's it added to? Zero sugar. Is it eleven on top of something else? No, no. Just they just 11. add eleven. Yeah, it's not too much. But I mean, maybe I'm just desensitized to the forty or fifty that you see in soda. I got. I, I got to tell you guys, thirty or whatever. I love. Yeah, I love right. bubble tea. Anybody, you go. You got bubble tea? It's. I can't drink it. It's disgusting. It's like drinking maple syrup. I have to tell them no sugar. Just give me like. The, the the tea mixture or whatever, and then put the bubbles in it. The bubbles sugar enough, man. I've had like maybe 24 grams of sugar in the last four hours or maybe, maybe more, but I can feel my nose starting to run. Like that's, I don't normally, I haven't been sick since I got COVID two years ago. And like, I, a lot of it's probably because I don't need a lot of the sugar swelling and all that. And it's, it, I can sense it. I can feel it right now. Let's like go I, for this. I, I uh, pee too. Let's go for the, th thanks for letting us Every, know. Now everyone knows. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go for this debate we got going on. From SCNR.com, $20,000 raised in three hours for legal defense of man who decapitated satanic statue in Iowa Capitol. My conscience is held captive to the word of God, not to bureaucratic degree, and so I acted. Now, hold on there a minute. We have this tweet from Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh, of course, threw down the gauntlet and struck my face with a dueling glove over my, my opinions on Bud Light. No, that's totally fine. But he has, a, he has an opinion on this. He says, a satanic altar has no right to exist, certainly not inside a government building. We are not bound by our principles to sit by impotently while our state houses are turned into platforms for literal devil worship. Quite the opposite, in fact. Now, yeah, I, I don't like devil worship. And I think the way you go about stopping something like this is through procedure and policy and not through barbarism. And so I guess uh, the, 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 the issue here is Matt Walsh is defending the idea that this guy knocked and toppled this altar to satan and satanism it's not necessarily i don't know if it's actually satan it's like satanism the religion and my attitude is like dude i i don't see the argument in if you feel emotionally satisfied with it it was just because that's the argument made by the left for taking jeff thomas jefferson down to be fair matt walsh addresses this addresses this and says obviously there's a difference between a revered historical figure who founded our you know components of our country and of our government and Satan. And I'm like, completely agree. And it should be considered a venerable object, which is legal, a legal defini definition for stuff like that. I don't think a satanic monument is a venerable object. 
But the issue, I suppose, is if we are a nation that has a right, uh, no law respecting uh, an establishment of religion and people are allowed to worship the way they want to worship, then we either say we do not have religious iconography in state houses or we have to accept that there's going to be wacky religions we don't like. Yeah, to me, I think that the, the former has to be a pro. This is always the issue with the whole public property uh, sort of concept. It's like, what do you like? What do you allow versus what it, what it is that you don't, which is why I believe personally all that stuff needs to be um, um, limited because, you know, to your point, Tim, you start getting emotional uh, with it and people. Yeah, obviously, there's a difference between Thomas Jefferson and, and freaking Satan. But, you know, I still and, you know, to some people, unfortunately, that let's say that's in the eye of the uh, of the beholder. And so to leave it up to for a dispute for any Joe Blow to say, hey, when I'm feeling a certain type of way, I get to do this versus when I don't. You know, that's always going to be a problem, which is why I think the public the public property thing is is just a fundamental issue. And look. I'm a realist at the end of the day, so I get it what Matt Walsh is kind of uh, uh, where he's getting at. You know, look, man, the game is not that we, we were talking about this in previous segments, man. The game is the game. So, um, you know, when the left, when they want to, let's say that they'll bend and break the rules uh, to, to, to mean whatever it is that they want to mean. So they don't give a crap about what it is that you um, hold tight and true to and whatever uh, monuments it is that you have, if they feel like it's worth them toppling it, they'll use whatever nonsensical laws, perhaps even to justify their own, their own sort of action. So I think fundamentally I get it. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, I'm playing a game that they plan. You well, know, this is, this, this is why the American left or, or more historically speaking, uh, conquering totalitarians destroy culture. You see, this shouldn't even be a debate in American culture. I mean, we can get into the kind of nuance of, oh, well, what do you allow in a government building versus what you don't? But if we had a culture, if we had a consistent culture, this wouldn't even be a debate. We wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about should a Christian monument stand or should a historical monument stand. That would be our culture, and we would agree that's our culture. Whether we agree with it spiritually, that wouldn't even be up for debate. A satanic monument shouldn't even be in the debate. But because they've destroyed our culture and we've got all this infighting now about, oh, what should be here? What should be there? What's the nuance of all these laws? Well, at, at some point, culture kind of would overwhelm all of that. But because our culture has been destroyed, now we have to sit here and have a debate of, does a satanic <laughs> statue belong in the government building? One. It's like, yeah. are you kidding me? But but the question is, do you want to become what you're fighting? So I would just kind of counter that, that kind well, of point I mean, of view. I, like, but that's the if we're gonna if we're, if we're going to be doing that, okay, let's, let's you know. But isn't that a winning or, issue? Like, yeah. you can't support the guy that tears down Satan? Right, right. right. But no, that, that's, again, I get it. But in it, that's where I think the left sort of differs from the quote-unquote American right, because... They don't care about that part, which is why there's such a, a difficult enemy to fight. So while, yeah, I don't want to be you and I don't want to become you, it's not going to stop them from kicking me in the nuts when they get it, when they get a chance. They have absolutely no issues bastardizing whatever power it is that they, they, they sort of have. Again, like I was saying before, bending and breaking the rules. So you can go up to them and be like, look, man. I, I don't want to be you. You like I, I look at you and you're the worst of us all. But in the same respects, on the other on the other hand, they're like, well, I don't care. I, I am I dirty? Yeah. I, I I the left. I mean, you should have. Everybody realized this in 2020, or at least you should have. Um, that should have been a wake up call for everybody when the whole COVID thing and the pro like George Floyd stuff stuff happened. When the left. Literally the day before all this, the riots and, and whatever took place, they were basically saying, if you went outside, you were going to kill grandma. And then the next like 
out of nowhere, the George Floyd situation happens. Now everybody's bunched up together and we're walking the streets. And they didn't, we knew they were hypocrites. They didn't care. That's the thing. And this is what I'm trying to explain to the, to, to the, to the right in this country. It's like, look, you are dealing with an enemy that does not abide by the same set of ethics, morals, whatever it is that you want to call them, that you, that you have. If anything, they will use it against you. It's like mm -hmm. that. It's like a militant, this like sort of leftist atheist trying to appeal to God when they'll, they'll, you know, say whatever against God, you know, 10 minutes before they made their claim. Well, they'll be like, well, that would be something Jesus would do. They do that stuff because they're trying this, to weaponize your own uh, morals. And this is why you. the heads of those universities, when they were asked about the calls for genocide of the Jews, immediately said, well, the Constitution protects. They, they routinely defy the principle of free speech, our constitutional protections. And then the moment someone questions some abhorrent thing they want to say, they immediately run and hide behind Absolutely. the Constitution. So this in other words, there is no Jenna Ellis of the left saying, hey, guys, are we sure we want to do this? I don't remember anyone, any lawyers from the left saying, hey, stop tearing down monuments. Stop attacking police officers. They don't care. No, and that's what I'm saying. And I don't really I'm not going to pretend like I know all the answers. This is what I'm saying. That's such a difficult enemy to, 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 to combat. Right. Because, again, it's like I'm going into it and I'm trying to be ethical with this. But I also have to understand that you're not playing by those same set of rules. You'll hold me to those standards if it means that it's advantageous to you. But at the end of the day, it's not anything that you're going to follow. Do you think a lot of that is denial, though, from the American right? Because you say this is what I'm trying to get the American right to understand. Do you think a lot of it is denial? Like, Absolutely. oh, we're not under attack. The Constitution isn't under threat. Like, there's, this isn't actually going on. Delusion, I think, is more the accurate term to what it is. It's like, I get it. You want to believe that the world is the way that it, it it's actually not. But but for the sanctity of our, or really for our own sanity, it's like we need this to be true. It's like what we talk about, with, uh, whether it be with police officers, whether it be with the uh, judicial system, whatever it may be. You like to think that these people are better than us. They are the best of us. They're not. I mean, you can see all the examples and how they're not. If anything, they're the worst of us. Uh, like I say, with the Congress really being a band full of absolute criminals. But in order for us to get by in life, it's it's comforting to believe this idea that the world is something that it's absolutely not. And like I said, it's just such a it's such a difficult enemy to to combat because they're just not going to play fair. And then they tell you that they have no issues being like, yeah, I was a hypocrite to what I did, what I said yesterday. Yeah, I said we said that you were going to kill grandmas. We told y'all, hell, we even arrested some of y'all if it came down to it. But now we're going to link up and we're going to uh, protest. And yeah, it's OK. In fact, they were using the medical institution to try to justify what it was. It is that they were doing when they were linking up, despite them telling you that this was something that was criminal when you did it. That shows that they just don't care. They there were scientific articles. There was mainline scientists they were, and the corporate media saying this is going to help people. Yes, they were this saying is going the, to be the great for their health. Down yes. because, because all of these yep. people were marching together despite them yesterday saying you were killing grandma. It when was, you did. Uh, I think, like a university in Colorado. That was like, we found Black Lives Matter protests actually reduced the spread of COVID. Yes. Unbelievable. But the anti-lockdown protests made, made COVID worse. And then there was a video out of New York where everybody's marching and the doctors wearing masks are all clapping, clapping and cheering. But then there's a photo from D.C. where people are protesting the lockdowns and nurses were blocking cars and looking angry. These people are hypocrites. And they're insane. Yes. A combination of the two. Part of the issues I got with the, the satanic altar thing that Matt Walsh is talking about is that I think what started it all was that someone came in and, quote, defaced the, where was it, a co in Congress somewhere by putting up the Ten Commandments, 
technically because you're not supposed to put up any religious text in that building. So they start, someone started it by putting up the Ten Commandments. Now, I don't necessarily disagree with the Ten Commandments, and I find that Satan is probably considerably more evil relatively in general society than the Ten Commandments, but it, it, it seems like the satanic thing was like a response to, well, you put up your religion, I'm going to put up my religion. How do you like it? So I don't think to, maybe, so, maybe... So, but in, in that regard, though, you have to ask, then, is it even really a religion? Or is it just spite? Probably both. Technically, I don't know exactly what the what the impetus was, but I mean, this this temple of Satan, the Satanic temple, is now legally a religion since I don't know when last twenty years, a couple years ago, or something. A couple years, maybe like four. No, actually, like five or six years ago, I think. So they're they're they got tax code certification or something. Could have been anybody. Could have been an Islamic symbol. Could have been a Scientology thing. They're they're doing it in response to having the Ten Commandments in in like the building, I guess. Do you think they would have done the same thing if somebody put? Muslim scripture up there, like ripped Muslim it down. scripture would have not have been ripped down. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I, I, somebody had a visceral response to the satanic imagery. No, no, no. But I mean, if the if the satanic imagery was in response to the Ten Commandments, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't put anything up over Muslim stuff. Yeah, I agree. Right, I agree. So I think I think it's I think it's I think it's animus towards Christianity is what I think. could have been. Yeah. yeah, or it could have just been towards organized religion in general. Who knows? It's tough to say. Who I don't know who did it. Who did it? And who put up the Ten Commandments? Did that ever come out? Did the, both of those people get in trouble? Because why they let the but that's sit my point is so I don't think it is against organized religion in general because I think we all agree if it was Muslim literature or scripture they would not have responded with the satanic. It's just it's an assumption. I, I don't know. It's tough to say. I have to ask the guy. I don't necessarily condone tearing it down, but it shouldn't have been there. None of those temples should, none of those things should have been there. Ten Commandments shouldn't have been there. In the I, I definitely don't agree with tearing it down. You I, think it should I, have stayed? I think it should have been removed through procedure. Like you file a lawsuit and- Well, technically claimed. tearing it down is a procedure. You know? Right. What I mean is, I'm <laughs> not- It's a BLM procedure. What, what they're trying to do <laughs> is they're going to go to normies and say, look at what Matt Walsh says when a guy destroys our statue and then they pretend they care about statues being removed, they're going to make a false equivalency. Now, Matt is correct. They're not the same thing. But I, I think what, he, what, what I would say he's missing here is we're trying to convince regular people we are right. They are playing this dirty game where they hold their hand in front of your face and saying, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. And then when you swat their hand away, they post a video online saying, guy punches peaceful activist. This is what they're doing every step of the way. Matt Walsh, uh, his reaction is the desired outcome. They wanted someone to smash the satanic altar. They were hoping and praying someone would do it. Well, let me just kind of switch lanes on this issue then. For this guy who I believe is running for Congress in Mississippi, the guy that uh, smashed the satanic altar. He is? Uh, I, I believe so. Hmm. Whatever whatever we think about the, the action that he <clears throat> had that day, I, I would say as a Republican voter and as, as somebody who's looking for somebody with a, with a spine in the Republican Party in Congress, I say good. That's the exact type of person I want in Congress because they're not going to take any crap and they're actually going to do the things that Republican voters have been wanting their conservative representation to do forever. So if it was a political stunt, I say smart move. Good for him. My concern is if it if it inspires people to do it again and then like I have something on my lawn and someone comes up and they're like, I don't like it. And they smash it down. But that's not your lawn. lawn. They're not going to nobody's going to do it on your lawn. I mean, I guess supposedly, but this was in a government building. It was a big story. It was a yeah. viral story. He guys, knew he could seize the moment. Did you see the guy like five days ago walk in with a fire extinguisher and extinguish the yeah. menorah? That was yeah. A yeah. Polish Poland, yep. Yeah. Kind of similar. No. Like that, he didn't agree with the menorah in some way. That 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 was brutal and, and awful and wrong. That like knocking on a satanic altar irks me in a procedural kind of way and like a strategic kind of way. Like don't give them the thing to desire. 
actually going after a legit, legitimate religion, which is literally just lighting candles. I'm like, that's a dick move. You know but what I mean? Like, a, but Polish yeah. is very a very Christian nation, and he looked at that as a Christian, and he didn't like that culture being in his his Christian nation. That was that was how he looked at it. And I think, regardless of of whether it's Judaism or Satanism, there should be a calm, re, a high higher level reasoned response, not a brutal animalistic response. I I reject the 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 ethos and ideology of BLM and the tactics of the left where they they stomp around like morons biting and punching things and i think that we actually could be ideologically better men and say here is exactly why this should not be for my reason stands and we say okay and we take it down and the the, the message we send is that we deal with things in an orderly fashion yeah i, I think this debate is very important right now because i i, I think we're, we're dealing with a situation where a lot of the people within the doj and the fbi want to provoke a certain situation they want i i think the people on the right to be angry they are acting in a very litigious unfair way and with them now going after journalists we were talking about this a couple of days ago it's almost as if they're trying to provoke the people on the right to overreact so i i, I think being calm i think not overreacting i think being uh, better than the left and not acting violent and not acting on our emotions is our strength. There are some key, uh, key, key things to it that, that are disadvantages, but, but there's also a lot of advantages for it as well. And I think we should uh, uh, stay along those lines in my own personal opinion. I could be wrong, but that's just my initial kind of knee-jerk reaction to but, all of but this. But Eric, your logic is kind of different, right? If I'm hearing you correctly. Well, yeah, because I, I look at it both ways. It's like a strategy thing. So while I understand that there is obviously going to be instances where it is important to not necessarily act like, let's say, your opponent is going to act. I just think you have to be a little more analytical than just like, hey, you're the bad guy and you're acting in a certain way and I don't want to be that guy. I think you have to be more strategic with it. It's like, look, in a, in a given instance where it is going to be advantageous for you to act a certain way long term, you got to take the game for what it is. We can't be. I think us trying to be too idealistic about it is how they how they got so much ground because we looked at it like, oh, we are we're the more analytical guys, right? We uh, uh, we do things the right way. Meanwhile, the left kind of comes in, stomping around, flipping tables, doing whatever the hell it is that they that they want. And to be fair, it's worked for them. It's I mean, they've gotten what it is that they 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 wanted. So it's like I believe there's an appropriate response to where, yeah, you don't want to just be a leftist. I don't I don't think any that that doesn't help uh, anybody. But in the same respect, you got to understand what the actual game is. And as I always say, act accordingly. It doesn't mean act like them. It means do not go into a game that is unfair trying to play fair because you're going to lose yep. every single time. It's the yeah, difference between de jure law and de facto rule. De, de jure rule, and this is a French term, de jure means by law. De facto means by fact. So you may own a, a property du jour, the law, you have the paperwork, but if someone goes and sits in that house and takes it and won't let you in, then they own it by de facto. You by by fact, you don't own it anymore. But they, and if all you do is just play the du jour game, and you're like, well, I have the paperwork, therefore it's mine. But two weeks, two months, two years go by, and you can't get into your house. Then you're 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 playing asymmetrical, and it's just, it's sad. It is sad that that is reality, but that is reality, and it's it's reality in war often, unfortunately. Absolutely. And That's and we try and stick to the law. It's very important. But when when you know, fact is, whoever 
you know, the fact is the fact of what is. But they don't care about the law. Look what happened to, to Owen, uh, which, which I think we should be talking about your particular case uh, more because, as you said, now a lot of other journalists are going to be arrested and prosecuted because well, and, of what you went through. And, and really, it's not just the journalists, because there's no doubt they're going to use this as a precedent to go after other journalists. But I also think they want to snuff out any right wing activism as well. They don't just want to snuff out any any journalism that may go against the establishment. In this case, it's the left wing establishment. But they also want to snuff out any activism from from conservatives as well. And so I think it's really a two pronged issue. The journalism one is obviously the one that gets the focus and, and the one that it has more, more of the press at this point. But it's definitely at an activist level as well. I think the real reason why the democrat party hates me so much is they they couldn't imagine if there were a hundred of me a thousand of me a million of me they wouldn't exist they'd be done they wouldn't be able to have any of these shams going on because when the democrats show up to the capitol what do they do they bring a thousand people wearing the pink vagina hats they bring a thousand people for a pro-palestinian protest they bring a thousand people to to chant against amy coney barrett or, or brett kavanaugh i was one man I was one man that stood up against the Trump impeachment sham. It's not like I'm the only one that knew it was a sham. It's not like I was the only one in that room that knew it was the sham. But they kind of see me as like the Spartacus where, oh, if other people think they can be Owen Schroyer, if other people think they can stand up and tell the Democrat what for and why, then we, well, we got to snuff that out now. We got to shut him down now. We can't have this Marcus Aurelius showing up in Washington, D.C. They tried to ban me from D.C., the Democrats tried to ban me from D.C. entirely, yeah. twice, and, and it, the judges laughed them out of the room. And it wasn't just about attacking you. I think it was also about scaring everyone else in the industry who's going to be like, oh, the, Owen's in jail for saying something. I better watch out what I say now. I better be careful now. So I, I, I truly, truly do think your case is very important to talk about. Are there any updates that we should know about? Is there any any other details that haven't been released to the general public that, that you think are important to highlight here? Well, we are going to be taking my appeal to the Supreme Court. That is where it's going to end up as far as its fate there. I think it's still a little too far off or foggy to know what the fate there might be. But uh, you know, my case has recently gotten attention because of my, my prison sentence, obviously. But the truth is, I've been politically persecuted by the American left and the Democrat Party since 2019, really since 2018, when they censored me off of all the mainstream social media platforms. They arrested me for disrupting Congress, which, again, this is something that happens all the time. David Hogg disrupted Congress. He stood up during a hearing on gun violence and disrupted Congress. Now, is David Hall going to get charged and go to jail? No, of course not. And I would argue he shouldn't. I don't think he should. I believe that's David Hogg's First Amendment right. When all them show up and they disrupt Congress with for whatever reason, for abortion, climate change, all this other stuff, do they get charged? Do they get arrested? Uh, 98% of the time, no, they don't. The only time they will is if they resist arrest or assault a police officer. Then they'll get arrested. What normally happens in that situation and this is what would have happened to me. They detain you. They escort you out of the building. And then they release you on your merry way and say, you're not you're not welcome here again today. But somebody got on the walkie-talkie for the Capitol Police that December in 2019 and said, oh, no, 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 no. You're arresting Schroyer. You're charging him and arresting him. And even the Capitol Police were like, what the heck? I did another one where I, there were 40, 50 Trump protesters inside the Capitol. This was in the beginning of 2020, January 2020. 40, 50 Trump protesters inside the Capitol. I, I go there to interview them. 
The next day, I showed up with a piece of tape over my mouth that said censored. I got arrested. I spent 36 hours in jail for that. Now, the next day, when that charge reached the judge's docket, he threw it out and completely dismissed it. So I don't have any charges for that. But the point is, 40 to 50 Trump protesters can be in there in the Capitol. One pro-Trump protester stands there with a piece of tape over his mouth. He gets arrested. And so really, all of that was the background. And that's why they put me in jail. I'm thinking a lot about protests lately i mentioned this a little bit before the show i talked to jacob chancely earlier today who was the american shaman who was also at the capitol and uh, we did an interview on my channel on youtube which is it was nice and i was like i think the thing about protest is the evolution of protesting right now is it's good to be out on the street yelling like thing is bad thing is bad but you just kind of want to acknowledge the thing and then offer your solution and the protest the forward testament the, the the pro the positive that's the real protest the the idea that you want to scream about bad has to go away obviously you want to educate people what it is but offer them the solution and i think you can do it online there is online censorship unfortunately but a lot of times when you're not screaming thing is bad on the internet you don't get censored if you're screaming this is the solution people listen and that's a great way to shift protests. Well, well a lot age. of people are, are, are afraid to protest. I remember there was a couple other protests that were happening a couple of months ago, and everyone online is saying, hey, don't chew up. There's going to be feds that are going to infiltrate and cause an event just like they did on this one particular date. Uh, don't show up. Don't do it. So so th this works in many different ways. I think the fear aspect is one of the most important ones. And this is why I think, Owen, it's so important for you to come out and talk and say, hey, I made it through. I, they put me in the system. I made it out. I'm stronger. I'm better than ever. That message is so important because it shows us, okay, uh, they could go after you. They could punish you. But guess what? You're going to come out on the other side. You're still are going to uh, be um, there no matter what they kind of throw at you. That message is more important. I don't know if you, you, you would probably say it a little bit better, but I want to kind of leave this kind of open-ended statement for you and kind of where do you see things going from here? Well, I would just say that I've kind of just lived that. I mean, I haven't, I haven't stopped talking since I got out. I mean, I've probably done like 20 or so interviews. Um, I'm here tonight on, uh, on this show. It's going to get millions of views. You know, I, I would say that it's it's something that's hard to deal with when you're in there, right? It's something that's hard to deal with when you're actually in there. But if you truly believe in your cause and you truly believe in your actions, then you can find that this is not going to be done in vain, that there is going to be a positive result uh, on the other side of this. And I mean, maybe there will be something big in my case, maybe not, but I think that it's at least as far as getting the issues out and getting the message out and getting the awareness out, it's already had a major impact. I mean, they brought it up at the BOP hearing, and now a lot of members of Congress and presidential candidates are kind of reevaluating this whole situation, not just with January 6th, but just, just overall the persecution that goes on in this country and the situation that people are facing uh, locked away in jails when it's nonviolent criminals, victimless crime criminals. So, but, but to, you know, to, to answer your question, I would, I would much rather, I, I don't want my fate to be controlled or I don't want my image to be controlled by the people that hate me and want to silence me. I want to be the one that controls it. So like you said, I don't want people to say, oh, I'm afraid to talk or, oh, I'm afraid to do this or I'm afraid to take action or I'm afraid to do a protest. I want people to say, no, I, I want to do it even more now. I think it's important that I stand for my cause and I think it's important that I don't live in fear 
when I'm doing this. I, it's important that I don't censor myself. I, I don't have this chilling effect or I don't stay home thinking this is the safe thing for me to do is just stay out of the way. So I'm hoping that that my story goes that way instead of the way certainly the Democrats or the establishment will want it is they see my case and they say, oh, I've got to shut up now. I hope people see my case and they say, oh, I've got to get louder now. I got. I, I was thinking about um so many things and I, I was just about to. I just lost my train of thought. I'll get it back. You got to type it down on your computer. Oh, yeah, that's it's true. true. That's what Luke's. Yeah, I got the, I got the, I got the yeah, notes. I got the papers. I'm, I'm, I'm jotting things down. Yeah. Uh, it, it's important, especially for uh, you know um, people who procreated uh, substances. Uh, before. Uh, I, I won't get it. It's okay. It's totally fine. Uh, uh, you were so. I heard that Twitch was uh, trying to allow nudity, and then didn't. They learned pretty quick. It wasn't nudity. It was Artistic like it was like nudity. near close to oh, nudity. I know, I know what I was and there, say. there's jiggling I, and oils. I was going to talk about it was, the, it was a lot. The discretion of using the internet, talking on the internet, because the internet's pretty new and people are still figuring out how to use it. Because like I'll sit around and war game with my friends and be like, well, what I really think about what that government did with that is this false flag thing, and and this could have happened, and it's very likely or possible that this. But when I go on the internet, I don't want to say that out loud because in case I'm wrong, and a lot of times I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm right, but just in case. I'm wrong. It could cause like death and destruction and incompatibility. And I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And I also think it's people are watching and listening and they're like, oh, I hope he's not saying, but like, it's just, there's more of a responsibility when the cameras are on. If someone hacks you talking on your Alexa and they, they hear it and then they post, you're talking, you didn't put it on the internet. Someone else did. And they're responsible for that message. But if you, if you proactively put your message out there and you're just spitballing, there's a lot of responsibility behind that. So I've been kind of quiet about like war gaming, like the military, because like the conflicts on earth right now, I want to talk about what's going on in Israel. I just don't do it on the internet because I don't know. I don't have the proof and I'm not going to, I'm not even going to question this this that stuff it's just war is a different game because there are no rules in that kind of thing and i don't want to bring that down upon myself um uh, and that's I've, I've been thinking about that since the since the israeli conflict uh since october but here's 7th. what you know you're anti-war big time so there you go so well, that's what you know not necessarily there are just wars wars of defense when the u.s went to war in world war ii i think they had to they had to step up um i'm anti-conquest for this, uh, in a lot of ways, I don't think, but but there are times when I think it is necessary to think fight I, for I, national defense. I, I kind of have a question for you. you. You were in there for what is it, forty plus days? Forty-seven. What was the most kind of uplifting moment uh, or inspiring moment uh, when you were in there? Definitely all the letters that I received. I mean, I, I received I don't know how many, at least five hundred, maybe closer to a thousand, and just reading the positive words from people supportive words from people some people got like some people got really personal like telling me extremely personal stories some people uh told me war stories some people uh you know talked about struggles that they went through some people who had been in prison before talked about things that they did to get through their time so really it was just it was the people and, and you know i said that i've said this a couple times that because I understand why people lose faith in the American people or even in, in the idea of America with everything that we're going through. But reading that from people and, and some of the people I talked to on the inside, both workers at the prison and the inmates, my my faith in the American people was reaffirmed. I mean, it truly was. My, I, I have a deep faith in the American people. I really do. And 
I think at the end of the day, I mean, that's what built this country was the people that lived here. It was the American people. And it's going to have to be the American people that restore it or, or rebuild it from everything that's been ripped out from under us. I mean, you look at our major, some of the greatest cities in the world at one point, St. Louis, Baltimore, Chicago, major, major, they've been destroyed. They've been destroyed. We've been lapped by cities in the Middle East and cities in China and the Far East. Why? Because it's been stolen and it's been destroyed. I believe that we can rebuild. I believe that we can restore. And I, and I believe that the American people still has the soul and the spirit to do it. We've just kind of been asleep. We've kind of been in a trance. We've kind of been poisoned by the food and the water. But uh, I, I do believe it's possible. It's going to be the American people. It's not going to be the president of the United States. It's not going to be anybody in Congress. That's how we help ourselves politically. But it's going to have to be the American people that rebuild this. We need good policy, obviously. But ultimately, my faith in the American people was restored. I mean, the letters that I got were just, I mean, truly, they were inspirational. They, they got me through some of the hardest times, really. You get any chicks trying to date you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Um, there's a, there's a level of danger for speaking the truth in a whole empire of lies. There's, there's a, there's a layer of holy freaking cow. I could go to jail for expressing political thought and expressions. I could go to jail for expressing my truth. It's not that bad. You'll get love letters and some nice ladies messaging you. So it's going to be fine. It's, it's cool. It's we'll all right. We'll figure it out. But how you know, about you we gotta, go, we got to weigh your options, boys. You gotta how weigh about your we go options. to Super Chats? If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and uh, we're going to read your Super Chats. But first, head over to thebestsongever.com. Download the song where it says download, name your price, and you will get, when you download the whole package, a file with a unique code. If you go to casper.com. 35% off all your coffee purchases. I hope we sell out. I hope we just sell all the coffee we have. But uh, if you buy the song, you're helping us basically storm our way onto the Billboard charts, but not just us. Jeremy Boring and Michael Knowles of The Daily Wire also have writing credits on this. They wrote the song. And in the event, sometime down the road, we sell 500,000 of these, we get a gold record. And uh, they can't ignore us when we do something like that. But eventually, one of these days. Now I get to say how awesome the song is, and you know what I'm talking about because you listen to it. It's uh, it is spectacular. Carter Banks, nice work. That's right. All right. Clint Torres says, howdy, people. Howdy, Clint. You are, of course, number one. All right. Shane H. Wilder says, who knew the Timcast cover of Together Again at, uh, was actually what Tenacious D was singing about in tribute? Congrats. Uh, it's actually true. Yeah. I did think about that when you said the title of the song. Everybody did. Yeah. The best song ever. Yeah. All the comments are like, Tenacious D? And I'm like, well, you know. Have you, you been contacted Smokey by uh, Jack Black, Black yet? <laughs> Tenacious D, they were actually singing about Stairway to Heaven. And if you see their original uh, HBO special where the Tenacious D got their start, it was they play a little uh, Stairway to Heaven riff, but then when they made the movie, they didn't have the copyright, so they had to make a song up. Ah. Stairway, apparently. It's a tribute. Yep. Let's grab some more super chats. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Carter, Tim, we should go get some ice cream. Tim, yeah, I agree. Then uh, that'd make a killer music video. Part two can be you guys using a claw machine. We're going to... Where I think the one we, we we did with Ian, where Ian actually gained like twenty five pounds of raw muscle or whatever, I don't know that one. That one might be coming out in January or it might get pushed back. We have another song that is more um, elect electronic and upbeat. The one with Ian is like a horror song. 
It's like creepy sounds and like pretty weird. Yeah. yeah. It was technically I describe I it as a about, horror song. Maybe about 14 pounds of muscle fat, water, all there that you kind go. of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, cool. you know, we'll see. So that's we'll where see. the 15 pounds I lost in prison went. I took it from you, man. I, I got to get, get that back. I siphoned it. Yeah, so what's your plan? How are you doing it? I'm just lifting as many heavy weights as I can until I can get back to where I was at. I saw you said you you're about you were started about 20% of where you were at, 25 yeah, or something. Yeah, it was like, like 10 the first time, about 20 the second time. I'm probably about like maybe maybe getting close to 30. It's it's coming back a little a little quicker than I thought. If I if I was measuring it out, I used to be able to do a um a deadlift front squat press uh with 170 pounds and uh I I put up I think 135 or 140. I put up 140. So I lost 30 pounds on that, which is probably the toughest, the toughest weight lift uh, that I would do. So it's slowly coming back. But I mean, really, it's just you're starving all the time. You're sleep deprived all the time. I'm going to get it back. though. I look at it as a challenge. I don't look at it like a setback. I look at it like a challenge. And uh, that's how you got to look at these situations in life. All right. Micah Johnson says, Tim, what is the process for redeeming the 30 percent? It's 35 percent Casper discount after buying the best song ever. Love the show. Thank you for what you do. So it's only if you bought it from thebestsongever.com and then it says download, name your price. You click that and it'll it's it's the minimum is 69 cents, but you can give whatever you want. You will get a download with a song and a folder and the folder has a file which contains your unique code you can use if you go to casper.com. So I'm telling you guys, if you want to buy coffee and you should, let's say you want to buy one bag of, say, Raz Roberto Jr. per month. Do the subscription option, use the code, and that 35% will be forever. And I'll stress this again. Let's say six months later, you're like, I'm canceling my cash brew. And then three months after that, you're like, I want to start again. You still get the 35%. What if you have one bag a month, you cancel it, and you're like, I want to subscribe for three bags a month. Does that disrupt the code? I think it would still, uh, yeah, I think new subscriptions would not have the code. And alterations of so a like, subscription? So like, I'll put it this way. You could subscribe to 10 bags per month right now with the code and then cancel right away, get those 10 bags, and then later on down the line, a year from now, you could buy 10 bags with a subscription and the code would apply. And then you could cancel it right away. And for the rest of your life, you will have that discount. I'm saying it's a good deal. Go to thebestsongever.com. It's good coffee, too. I like that it is pumpkin the, spice. Dude, we, we, we actually sell out of App- Appalachian Nights as the top seller, and we're, really we go through it like crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. We're constantly have to, having to reorder. It's like when you order it, you're basically getting something that was, that was, that was uh, roasted like a few days before, like yeah. super fresh. You sell more whole bean or ground? Ground. Yeah, people aren't buying whole bean. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to reduce the amount of whole bean we carry, but we're still going to have it. Sam Good says it was so hard to find the video to the point where I had to go to a non-mobile website to even find it. Your shadow ban must be back because of Owen. Perhaps. <laughs> well, I'm I've, sorry. I've been trying I'm to. Uh, I've been trying to buy ads on Google, and they're just in pending review. And I'm like, that's weird. Normally, I, when we run ads, it's like instantly just it goes. This one, not so much. Yeah, I just. But we uh, we are running ads on X as well, and so far we have forty five thousand dollars in ads on X for the song. Because like I said, we're going to be spending, I, I pledged advertisements on X. We're doing it and we're going to do more. Dude, it has 221,000 views on YouTube. It actually has more than that. that those, those are front facing. So whenever you look at the numbers displayed on any YouTube video, the actual numbers behind the scene could be three to five times higher. It Kent, really just depends. Kent Welling, man, his voice acting is incredible. Oh, and, and it was funny because uh, the Daily Wire crew was like, can you send us the script for the video? And I was like, there is none. We ad-libbed all of it. It's just all just, we pressed go and we said stuff. Let's go. What do we have? Alad says, hi, Tim. Shout out to Together again. You guys did an amazing job. The video is awesome. 
Tommy Mac released a pop synth song as well. Great minds, huh? That's right. We got to do a song with Tom McDonald. That'd be great. But this it's the first day the song's been up. We have all till next week to uh, uh, get the charts. I think if we sell like 50,000, that's that's around where you hit Billboard Hot 100. And that's really the like, that's the fingers crossed. Let's get this. So the Daily Wire is doing a big push as well. It, because the writing credit goes to Jeremy Borg and Michael Knowles, and then we get we get a, like a cover credit, like it's like a modern writing credit or whatever. But uh, the idea that we could get onto their charts when they get when they, when we said, "Hey guys, we have a song," they said, "Go f yourself." We're like number one. We released this, the first song we put out, and we're charting across the board. And they told us to go f ourselves. The only way to force them to have to write about it, and I'm sure they'll talk smack or whatever, is to just push harder and harder onto the charts. This is like a. I think this is just a winner. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I got to be honest. Only ever one it did did uh, better than I, I realized it did. Yeah, like it actually did remarkably well. And when we compare it to the metrics for our, for our later music, earlier music, and other stuff that other people have put out, I'm like, wow, actually, that song did really good. The response was really great too. People were interested for whatever reason. All right, Daniel Galazzo says Alex Jones Infowars is getting DDoS. NATO approves Ukraine plus nine other countries. World War Three is about to start. Wait, NATO approved Ukraine? That just happened? I don't think so. I, I would hear that. about it. Yeah, but, I'm like, uh, that. that's like apocalyptic levels of... Uh, but they're getting desperate, so I wouldn't be surprised if they yeah. try to pull that. There's going to be something uh, that they're going to try to pull. Yeah, okay, the latest is just that Biden says it will happen in the future. So is that that's guy still also not lying good. about the DDoS right. attack? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that from the crew, so... but that. That stuff happens all the time. I think Jake Paul just endorsed uh, Vivek. Yeah, he invited him to his fight tonight. Yep. And really? There's a video yeah. going around. Wow. Uh, Jake Paul saying, uh, you know, Jeez, I'm that's officially great. He's Vivek. awesome. Super cool. We should reach out to him. He's great. I'd love to get uh, uh, Jake or Logan on the show. Mm-hmm. Jake, Jake's the man. I mean, Logan too, but Jake's, uh, I, Jake I, I'm probably a, I'm actually, I'm a big fan of Logan. Jake, I Jake's cool. Both. I don't know a lot about They're Ohio like, boys. They're from but, my hometown, but, uh, well, my area. I've heard Logan talk about hard work, entrepreneurship, and success and stuff, and I'm like, this guy gets it. That's why he is where he is. I respect it. Shout out. Plus, like, I respect them, like, training to fight and do what they want to do. They know how to get attention. And they work very hard. Great marketing. Yeah, Yeah, man. Okay. Jeremy B says, hey, Luke, what is your take on Donald Tusk getting elected? Uh, Not good. Uh, He's uh, essentially a globalist. And this is not really good for the people of Poland. So I'm not happy about it. How did he get elected? Uh, good question. Uh, there, there's been a lot of uh, immigration into Poland from Ukraine. Um, th- th- there's been a lot of scandals with the church, too. Uh, predominantly, Poland is 90% Catholic, but uh, there's been a lot of scandals with the church as well that failed a lot of people. So I don't know. It's hard to kind of um, understand it myself. Dylan Visitacion says, I pre-ordered the song. It's okay. Doesn't live up to the hype, though. Kind of disappointed. Just my opinion. Shout out to Eric July. I have a pile of signed comics. Thanks. Well, Dylan, I mean, that's fine. Uh, Jeremy Boring's the one who wrote it. Don't look at me. Like, all the writing credit goes to Jeremy and Michael Knowles. Oh, wow. So your opinion, you, oh, you got to take it up. Are, are you that. listening to it with enough bass, Dylan? Try it with, make sure you're, if the device you have it on nah, is the no. bass like, you're, up. you're allowed to not like music. You're, not, you're allowed yeah. to not like certain kinds of art. The reality is, we put out some songs and then everyone's like, wow, this is my this is my jam. I love this style. And other people are like, I hate this kind of music. And I'm like, I, well, yeah, of course. Like, I don't listen to country. So it's like, if, if I'm part of a country song, I just be like, yeah, not my jam. You know, whatever. Have a nice day. All right, where are we at? What have we 
Dick Dickerson says, I can't believe Ian beat a kid because the kid made fun of graphene. Uh-huh. Luke created a monster. Fake news, but if you see the music video, you'll know what he's talking about. Oh, that, that picture of Ian is so good. <laughs> yeah, he's in cuffs in a jumpsuit. He's going to jail. Yep. Here we go. The trooper says, before the first civil war, we had a caning in the Senate. Now we got a pegging. Things are going to get weird this time around. <laughs> That's, That's good. a good one. Jeez. That's, That's a good, a good one. one. Well done. Yikes. All right. All right. What do we got? What do we got? Legama says, may I offer a limerick in these trying times? Two staffers in a wrestle of lust in the Senate aroused our disgust, filming their tussle causing quite a bustle, their cheeky caper a humorous thrust. The memes are already popping up on, on X. Uh, it was, a, it was well like, done, but it's too much. It's too the, heavy. The memes of like U.S. government taxpayer and good. We need that. Jeez, <laughs> that's what that's what's really going on in there. Let's go. Paul Jones says I got introduced to Eric through this podcast. Been waiting for you to have him back. Good to see Luke back as well. Oh, shut up. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, right on. Always good fun. Pretty much media says Tim and Eric, my partner and I are working on creating a media company to make comics, cartoons, and music video games and music and video games we're about to launch a campaign for a graphic novel any advice for building up to be a successful company oh man uh look with i don't want people to get the wrong idea you know looking at our success and thinking kind of it's just one of those things that just happened and it's not you know i've been kind of building doing creative things for the better part of the last 18 years um or so so i think that that's kind of where you start um and that's kind of being personable interacting with people uh, building some sort of audience of people that uh, you can depend on, uh, building that rapport. And in order to sort of do that, you kind of have to deliver, not kind of, you absolutely have to deliver on whatever product it is that you, you're you um, going to put out there. So my advice, um, shout out to you and your aspirations, but my advice would be to pick one of those. You, I guess you said the graphic novel, you're starting with that. That's a great place to start. Um, just make sure it's um, the best of your ability. It doesn't need to be perfect, but make sure it's to the best of your ability and take that thing serious because that's going to be your first impression from from your audience. So don't cut any slack um, or any corner, excuse me, with anything it is that you you do. But you're going to have to get out there and be a lot more interactive. I think that's the future of entertainment now because people have uh, been burned and given money to people that kind of hate them. So uh, people want to know who they're giving their money to. So uh, start there, though. But, but shout out to you, man. I wish you nothing but the best. Right on. Let's grab some more. Call Me Josh says, I suppose the slippery slope fallacy isn't really a fallacy at all, is it? I mean, here we are living the nightmare. Acceptance doesn't mean we have to accept everything. I mean, that that's one meme people were putting out there where it was like 2008. Hey, look, just because two, you know, two people who love each other want to get married doesn't mean they're going to go bang in the Senate floor or something <laughs> like that. Well, here we are. Here we are. Let's grab uh, some more uh, Super Chats. Wyatt Kaldenberg says, Owen, how did the prison guards treat you? Did they see you as a political prisoner or did they see you as an enemy of the state? So there was a little bit of a mixed reaction. Um, Some of them knew who I was before I even got in there and liked me. Some of them knew who I was before I got in there and didn't like me, but that was a lot smaller of a number. Um, By day 10, pretty much everybody in there knew who I was and had an opinion one way or the other. The amount of times I heard I'm just doing my job, like, hey, I, I love you and what you do, but I'm just doing my job is uh, far too many to count. Um, unfortunately, so, you know, here's what it go- Here's where this is why it's not necessarily about me. The treatment that I received in prison is what 
most people in prison experience at at some time or in some way, shape, or form. But because I'm blessed with a large following and a large platform, you're just hearing about what I went through. Um, my story, the solitary. Um, I mean, I'm there's all kinds of stories I go to. They stole or lost all my property. Uh, just all the craziness. And by the way, I'm, I'm writing a book about all this. It'll probably come out next year. All the crap that I went through, just generally speaking, a lot of the treatment of prisoners is you're just a number. You're not a human. Nobody gives a crap about you. Nobody on the inside gives a crap about you. Nobody on the outside gives a crap about you. We can do whatever the hell we want to you and none of it matters. But because I have a large platform and a large following, a lot of what I had to go through and I experienced is actually is actually coming out and making it to the front. So, I mean, really, just generally speaking, prisoners are not treated with much respect or dignity at all. Uh, and we're talking about nonviolent criminals. We're talking about victimless crime criminals. We're talking about um, people who have families waiting for them at home. They really are just treated with with very little respect and dignity. And so it's it's really a sad thing. And that's not even a political thing about me. I mean, there were definitely probably some people in there that, that didn't like my politics and maybe wanted to make it as hard on me as possible. But there was it was kind of far few and far between. Generally speaking, prisoners are, are disrespected. And look, if you're a high level prisoner and you killed or raped somebody, then you know what? I'm not really shedding a tear for you or you're a child molester or stuff like that. I'm not really shedding a tear for those people. But uh, it's it's just amazing how you're com- you're completely discounted a- as a human and any human emotions or feelings that, that you might have as a prisoner just completely discounted. And they, they treat you like you need to just be numb to all this and you just have to accept that you're a prisoner and you're going to be treated like this. So, uh, you know, my my treatment had a bunch of curveballs and knuckleballs, but really for my 47 days, I just experienced everything. Somehow I just experienced everything that that prisoners experience every day. And so. The larger story isn't really about me. It's that we desperately need prison reform. I mean, it, it's desperate. A lot a lot of the higher-ups at these prisons... I'll close it like this. There's three types of people that work at prisons. There's the incompetent and inept people. The, the you know, stereotype of they just snap on the job. And then there's the power trippers. And anytime they get a chance to just trip on their power and just put you in your place and feel good about themselves, they're going to do it every time and then some. And then there's the friendlies. If you respect them, they're going to respect you. Um, But just generally speaking, my story is one thing, but prisoners, a lot of these prisoners, nonviolent criminals, victimless crime criminals, they're just, they're, they're treated like subhumans. They're disrespected. They're discounted. They barely even get a scrap of dignity the way they're treated in there. And so it's not just about me. It's a story that I'm going to have to tell my story, but but it's it's really what goes on in these prisons every day. Yeah. I just have to uh, take a screenshot real quick of this uh, tweet. So it's my tweet saying, was he the guy getting effed in the A, or was he the guy effing some other guy in the A? And then everyone started saying like, oh, blah, 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 Tim. And I said, well, it matters because we need to know if that's him on camera or if he's filming. Then we, if, if he's filming, how, how do we determine it was him? We don't want to falsely accuse someone of, you know, I'm, I'm, being, I'm keeping the language light. It's not what I tweeted. Effing a guy in the A on the Senate hearing room floor. The rabbit hole said, never deleting this app. Rated X for everyone. And Elon Musk uh, liked it and laughed at it. So I'm just going to have to retweet that real quick. Rated X for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
Totally worth it. X is the place to be. Imagine, and, uh, imagine if it's the guy who's who's receiving, who invites his buddy in, and and then he films it and destroys his life. And he's like, "Man, why'd you have to do this to me?" Yeah, if you didn't know he's being nah, recorded. They, yeah. Oh that'd yeah. Be crazy. I mean, not justifying the behavior. Obviously, I'm just talking from that level at a personal level. It's like, damn, dude, you really had to film me. Like, I didn't even know. You were doing that. Now I'm all over the internet. Well, I guess that's what you get. Karma's a bitch. All right. The Yeti 90 says if the DOJ and police would do their job, all the corrupt politicians and, and LEOs would be legally arrested. And if they if they were, they wouldn't have to worry about being fired or losing money. Trump Vivek 2024. I'd rather build a system that like disallows corruption than try and like whack-a-mole all the corruption when it pops up. If we can build like le- less corruptible systems, that'd be nice. I don't know if you'll ever be able to stop corruption if it's potential. If it's available. So what do you think? Just shut down the systems? Well, no, I like smart contracts. Like if instead of like just relying on 450 representatives, if the, each of those 700,000 people, they each have one representative could like vote on a smart contract, yes or no. And then that would go to a system. And then that one represent that thing would go yes or no. So you don't have these representatives that get bribed. Uh, you would remove that s- corruption source from the system. That could be one potential minor solution in, in some way. I'd say just shut down all these corrupt federal operations. I, just I, shut them all down. I think the biggest problem is those guards you mentioned who are like, hey, man, I'm just doing my job. That is, if I was going to if I was gonna say like on a scale of one to 10, where one is it's not really a problem that all things are pretty good and 10 is it's the worst problem our society faces, it's those guards are 10. You can talk about like Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, all that. And those are like seven, eights and nines to varying degrees, like big problems for our society. But the, the, the only reason any of it exists is because good men do nothing. Yeah, and I think if we're looking, okay, so what's the, what's the scenario? What's the outcome that we would be looking for? They should have just released me day one. Imagine if every prison guard went to their boss and said, I will not do any work related to Owen Schroyer. Good luck. And every single guard was just like, I ain't going anywhere near it. Or they just said, we're not going to process him. We're not going to throw him in. And then if the federal government puts out a warrant, they just say, no, we're not going to arrest him. Well, I mean, so you end up showing up and you're standing there being like, tell me what to do. And all the guards are like, nope, we're on strike. What would they do? They could do nothing. Hire but the scabs. problem is, I don't know. yeah, absolutely. By all means, call in people who will do it. Fine. But these these spineless cowards who are like, I like what you do and I, be- I believe in you and you're right. And now I'm going to facilitate the evil of this nation while staring you in the eyes. Talk about fucking scumbags. Dude, I don't, I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Anybody who tries playing that I'm just doing my job game to me, you are the most despicable, disgusting cretin. It's, it's the ethos of what the Nazis did. My whole life I was told that they were like, all these Nazi soldiers were just like, I'm just following orders. I'm just following orders. And they knew what they were doing was amoral, but they're like, I'm just following orders. Not, I'm not saying all of them, but there were a lot of them that said that. All of the and people. And so I learned early. That was my, yeah. All of those people saying I'm just doing my job are lifting up the corrupt and the evil and bearing their weight so they can destroy this country. And then everyone says, yeah, but they've got families and they've got kids. It's really, really difficult. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Your family is more important than the future your children will have. It's more important than being the hero who's going to fight to do something good. Totally understand. You've made your priorities clear. I can't say anything about it. I don't have kids. Well, Tim, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you showed the emotion on this topic because it's really something that's hard to encapsulate, especially when I've dealt with it so many times. The first time when they arrested me and they all knew it was wrong, 
they knew it was wrong. They said, I'm sorry, but I'm just doing my job. The second time they arrested me and they knew it was wrong. Sorry, I'm just doing my job. The third time, like you're saying, when I'm going, even even some of the FBI guys that came and were dealing with my uh, indictment said, sorry, I'm just doing my job. I've had to, they, you say it, when you're staring it in the face and that actually happens to you, it's, it's, you wanna, it's impossible you, to explain. I mean, you, it really is. You want to know why on this scale? Surreal. Epstein is a nine and those cops are a 10. Because if those cops didn't exist, Epstein would have been dealt with instantly. Yep. Think about the level of government involvement in what Epstein was doing, where they had to protect him. You know, it's a fact. With those flights, and, and, and look, you've got presidents flying on those planes, Secret Service is involved. And those Secret Service guys are like, well, I know what's going on, but I'm just doing my job. Yep. Those guys are the problem. Children came to the FBI in the 1990s and talked about what Epstein was doing. The FBI ignored them. Yep. Let's, let's not forget about the just media. Just doing their job. Let's not forget about the media's role in this. Amy Robach at ABC, hot tape. Oh, I was going to bring up the Clinton-Epstein story, but uh, they told me not to do it, so I'm not going to do it. Well, guess what? Now she's gotten all the promotions. She's on the big daytime show. She's making more money than well, ever I thought before. she got fired because she was dating that guy. They did have some fallout. I guess one of them was cheating on their spouse or whatever. No, I don't think they were cheating. I think they were just in a relationship and they were co-anchors or whatever. Yeah. And it was a scandal. Some people are saying she released it uh, deliberately. Right. The yeah, uh, right, ABC right. hot tape. That, yep. that she's the one who leaked it. Because the story should have gotten out and she helped it get out that way. Mm. Well, the point is the media was covering it up too. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, they were promoting Epstein. They were saying he's a great guy. He yeah, all the stories I'm, they wrote yeah, about yeah, him. Yeah, I'm not so mad at her. I gotta be honest because she's on camera being like, they stopped me. I was trying to do it. And it's a 50-50 situation where it's like, well, you should have still done something. But maybe she was the one who leaked it. I don't know. It's different if she said something like, so I helped them cover it up. Then I'd be like, okay, she's evil. But she didn't. She said she wanted to get it out. And she had the story and she's pissed. They suppressed it on her. And then, uh, well, shout out to James O'Keefe for doing the hard work. Uh-oh. <laughs> we have the shirt. It is out. Do you want to see it? We can't show it oh, here. here we, <laughs> we can't show it Wait to a anyone. Second. Wait, how can't. did they get this angle? Listen, my team works know? very oh, hard. This, okay. My Let's team. See. That's the best around, question. Here we go. My team you works very hard. hard. <laughs> we have the, the shirt is out. Uh, here, here. Uh, do, you wanna, uh, do you want to purify your eyes? Here's a here's a here's a calendar of uh, here's a calendar of hot chicks. If you need to purify your eyes. Wait, what? Is this trauma? How did they get this angle? Listen, right? My, my team. I have the best team out there. The best political shirts. Right. Com. Shouts out to to everyone, including Josh. Look at Ian's face. Put Ian's face on there. This is now available for everyone to wear right now on the best political I'm buying mine right now. And uh, thank you because you do and you support my independent media organization too at the same time. So appreciate you guys. If we, lived in a, taking it again. if we lived in a world where uh, I'll, I'll give this shout out to Matt Walsh. And I think Matt would agree. If we lived in a world where men of conscience refuse to do immoral acts, that satanic statue wouldn't even be in the Capitol building because all it takes is for the, for the people working there to say, I'm not I'm not going to do that. I am not going. We need you to come in and work security. They're going to be setting up a satanic statue. No, I won't show up. Have a nice day. Oh. Instead, it's like, you got it, boss. Hey, man, I don't like it, but I'm just doing my job. Well, this is why we call them the, you know, local feel me on this, why we call them, especially the enforcers, the teeth. Right. Of the state. So we can you mention Pelosi or we talk about AOC or whoever it is at the end of the day, the guys that that are going to be front lines. And the first conflict it is that you are going to have is with the police. That's just a, no matter what the conflict uh, it is, it that's going to be the first line of, of defense. And if, you know, they were on their stuff, let's just say that. 
and they actually believed they were serving and protecting the individuals uh, within this geographical area, they would just simply say no. Um, and again, I mean, this isn't my quote, but the old quote is Tom was talking about this. It's like, hey, you know, they talk about doing their jobs. Right. And I guess the answer to that is maybe you shouldn't. Exactly. Sparks says, Tim, if Disney signed a one hundred million dollar deal with X, would you also call that a quote win? That one's a bit more tough because Disney was already advertising on X. So there's nothing there, there's no rec, uh, uh, there's no uh, rectifying anything. Uh, I would call it a win. Would I call it absolute victory or anything like that? Well, I don't know about that. I'd say winning doesn't mean you won the war. Sometimes you win the battles and sometimes you make small gains. So if there's a major, uh, like there's a major battlefield with the Confederates and the Union soldiers and the Confederates, you know, open fire and take out a commander, would you call that a win? Well, like in the colloquial sense of like, it was good for them at the time. It doesn't mean they won the battle. Then the Union comes in and crushes them. You know what I mean? But my point is simply, uh, did you guys see what Sean Strickland tweeted out today? No, I have not. He said, can you tell us? He's, he, 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 let me, let me, uh, let me read it. Can you tell us? I can. Absolutely. I can absolutely read this one. Sean, Schick, Sean was family friendly this time. Yes. Oh, all right. Uh, let me, uh, let me scroll down here and uh, find the tweets. I retweeted it. Don't you and, love uh, how the, the realest men in America in sports are all in MMA? Like, of course. That's yeah. not, that's that's not by chance. That's why I'm saying it's good they're getting money. Sean Strickland said, unpopular opinion, January 6th was the most patriotic thing our country has done in a very long time. To which I responded, thank you, Bud Light, for sponsoring this message. <laughs> <laughs> Do they sponsor him or something? <laughs> they sponsor UFC. Oh, okay. And he's a champion, so that money goes to him. And when he, he's, made the, he's made political statements in the past, he said, brought to you by Bud Light, in some manner of speaking. So like... I tell you, let's a, roll, baby. A foreign multinational company. I don't think that they would be that upset watching the U.S. tear itself apart. So maybe they are getting what they want out of it. I don't know. My point is, he's he he, he keeps spinning on the left, and so far Bud Light has done, Anheuser Busch has said and done nothing. They just keep letting him do it. And so I'm I'm hey, look, man, keep boycotting. Everything else aside, can we at least enjoy that? Like we can all agree. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this: it's fun because even though uh, InBev, which is based in Belgium, bought. Anheuser Busch, I guess it was like 10 years ago or so now. Most of the, a lot of the creative decisions still come out of St. Louis, Missouri, my hometown. So I still know a lot of people in that process. I wouldn't say there's a civil war within, you know, Bud Light or their marketing team, but let's just say there's like your hard conservative wing inside. And then there's like, oh, we got to cater to the left for all these marketing purposes inside. And they're kind of always like showing each other numbers and saying, look, you, you were miserable over here or look, we should have done this. So it's kind of a back and forth with all of it. So it doesn't surprise me that Bud Light, when they see the stuff, they're like, let them go. We're not, we're not touching this. We already suffered a billion dollar market cap with that, uh, you know, gay tranny, whatever. <laughs> All right, uh, let's, uh, here we go. What is this one? Where are we at? Uh, talking, talk, taking back toxic says, the statue is a red herring. Why is there even a government building for it to be inside in the first place? Afuera. <laughs> Afuera. Afuera, indeed. Damn right. Why was there a government building for it to be inside in the first place? Because walls, they protect you from arrows. I don't know. Why did they build walls building. in the first place? Because rain, you got to protect yourself from the elements. All right. Oh, we got a stink bug. He's chilling. What's he doing? He's been hanging out all time. He's your uh, government probe. See you later, Stinky. He's strong. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. cool. That's a uh, that's a government stink bug. <laughs> it's, a, it's a brown marmorated stink bug introduced into the United hey, States. Hey, come on, Tim. He's just trying to do his job. In about 1996. They're he, from China. He's just doing his job, man. He can't even get up. All right, let's uh, we grab, we grab one tortured. more. Uh, he can't Alien. Get up. Like a turtle. 
Alien Robot Ghost says, if you have a million dollars today or $10 million in five years, which would you choose? Well, that's a long, complicated question, but I'd suppose, of course, today. I can't watch $10 million dollars is, $10 million in five years is just basically toilet paper. Yeah, based on the way this country is going. If you know how to invest that money, now would be the time. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, head over to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member. But more importantly, everyone, go to thebestsongever.com, download the song at 69 cents. You'll get 35% off all castbrew.com purchases, and you are helping Jeremy Boring, Michael Knowles, me, the TimCast crew, Shark on Billboard. And um, our hope is that you know, by teaming up, we can crack the Hot 100. I'm not so sure. We'll see if we can pull it off next week. It's it's a holiday season, so we'll see if it works out. But ultimately, it's it's a similar campaign to what we had. You know, the first time around, we are we are trying to force them to acknowledge that we drive sales, we have an impact, and we have a bigger impact than many other uh, artists who struggle to even get anywhere we, where we are. I'll tell you this: right now, forward facing, the music video has like 200 and some odd k. That's bigger than many mainstream signed bands already. And they keep just telling us to screw ourselves. So we're just going to keep pushing. But uh, again, the best song ever.com. Owen, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, please follow me. I'm back on Twitter. I got released from jail and then I got released from the Twitter jail uh, right afterwards. It was great. So my personal account is back at all I do is Owen. And then for my political media, we share stuff like this clips from this show that I'm on. Uh, Tim Cast, the clips will put there at Owen Schroyer 1776. But uh, the big show, the big platform, three hours a day, three to six p.m. weekdays at band.video slash warroom or the easier link might be Owen Schroyer dot show. And then I do a run Rumble show as well on my own. We have a little fun. We loosen it up a little bit. Rumble.com slash Owen. Great to be back here, Tim. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, just go to Ripperverse.com. We're smack dab in the middle of a campaign for you guys that want to get into comics. You want an alternative. Uh, go to Ripperverse.com. Alpha Core number one is the campaign we're in right now. It's wrote by the legendary Chuck Dixon. You know him as the creator of Bane. He did a lot of... Um, uh, DC comic stuff all throughout the 90s, all the Bat Family stuff. Well, he's the writer here as well as Joe Bennett being the artist. Uh, it's a little police procedural uh, with superhero elements. Um, if you're into that right now, we're at like one, almost one point two million uh, dollars on this campaign. O orders are already going out since we started fulfillment early last week. So just go to Ripperverse.com and you'll check it out there but man it does feel good to be back here man i appreciate you having me i've been here all day right on yeah this was a great show thank you so much for uh for everyone uh, being here owen it's great that you're not in jail anymore so thank you so much for joining us you could send me your love letters on youtube.com forward slash we are change and then my web guy just messaged me he's like we're getting hit with some attacks from australia and all ips uh so it looks like the best political shirts.com is down for now i'm going to be posting alternative links um on uh Twitter as well at Luke We Are Change. So if you want to see the salacious, uh, very uh, perfect shirt for family gatherings uh, and the, the Christmas holiday is coming season, up, huh? Christmas is coming up. This is the gift you get your crazy uncle, or if you're the crazy uncle, you gotta wear it. We can't show it to you here on um, Twitter at Luke We Are Change. I'm gonna let you know when the DDoS attacks stop on my websites, and then we'll be able to purchase the shirts and support my independent media organization. It's we're at a period in time right now where you have a lot of power, like uh, a lot, a lot of power, and you can do a lot of good and work within your community to strengthen your bonds, your friendships, your family. Um, forgive people that have hurt you in the past. Now's the time, and 
uh, we can move forward and transition this whole world into something new and really cool. And we could do it together one-on-one, one by one. And uh, thanks again, Tim, for throwing that party early. We had a wonderful Christmas party, company Christmas party. It was super cool. Shout out to the Gamer Maids on YouTube. And I will be seeing you guys at Turning Point USA coming and up. Shout out to Dutch's Daughter. It's a restaurant in the uh, Western Maryland era, uh, area, and it's amazing. And that's where we got the catering for the party, and everybody just annihilated all the food. Uh, yeah, thank you for that. The steaks crab. were really awesome. The steaks were um, amazing. I was yeah. so hungry when I landed, too. It I'm was perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, the crab cake. Uh, and, and we're doing a show with Tucker Carlson monday awesome super pumped yeah. so we'll be seeing you guys is it gonna is it behind a paywall or is it on youtube i don't know it's on youtube awesome so yeah, we'll, amfest we'll, we'll be seeing you guys bright and early monday night is, is that where you guys are going after this yeah. uh, so, uh we're flying out so we we fly out sunday we're there just for the one day and then we fly immediately right back. i i, I wasn't allowed to uh probation didn't allow me to go they allowed wow. me to come here though they allowed <laughs> me, they did allow my probation officer allowed me to come here because uh technically i uh organized this before i met with him so but after that i'm locked out shout out right to the on. people that are working that out man because it's super cool to have you dude i'm yeah. glad you came thanks for coming yeah, out great great time, and, and uh, we also search. have this guy to the right yeah great show gents that was fun appreciate you guys both being here glad to see you out owen and Absolutely. uh hope you guys enjoyed the show friday shows uh not normally that spicy but today was what wild. a wild news so, story to lead uh, things off yeah see on discord i'm search.com you know where i'm at we will see you all on monday Tucker Carlson will be joining us at AmFest. We're super excited. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all then. Cheers.